Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. And I'm John. And today we're talking about a classic, Clueless. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the one of the '90s best movies, and you could even say that this is like one of the you know greatest of like this goes up there with like a lot of the great like teenage movies, you know, because people always point to stuff like uh, with like Sixteen Candles and you know, and then you have um, yeah yeah like Fast Times at Ridgemont High and you know there are like teenager type movies, the Porky's movies. Yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You. Ten has Things to be I Hate there. About You, which Steve has a uh, he has a fan theory. <laughs> I have a couple fan theories about this movie for the later movies that followed, but yeah, you know, they could just be fan theories. Uh, I mean, but even if you compare this to like you know, I mean, when you consider that. This is very much a, uh, it's a very, this is a very feminine heavy movie for the most part because the entire main cast is all women. It's directed by a woman, Amy Heckerling. When people Amy. people talk about like, oh, women getting directorial roles now, she was doing this shit back in 1995. Well, earlier than that, <laughs> uh, she did. National, well, she made this movie. She did National Lampoon's European Vacation, so she's been oh. around. Yeah. So when you want to talk about women directing movies, it's like Amy Heckerling is like, I've been doing this shit for over 20 years. I got this. I got she this. She did Fast uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Uh, Look Who's Talking 1 and 2. She did those, John Travolta and Christy Alley. Yeah, she They're did all of the Look Who's Talking movies. She yeah, did all of them. I know. Um, Look Who's Talking Now. The and... other podcast. What are they called? The, 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 the one that has the guy that rips us off a lot um, yeah 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 how did this get made that's the one yeah 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 uh they did we're calling who, you out sheer <laughs> they did look who's talking one and two and they just totally trashed it they just don't understand that it's just a fun kid movie there's really no logic to it because there's already a baby talking so why yeah. are you trying to diss the movie it doesn't make any sense but it's not supposed to because it's a it's a fun movie some yeah. movies don't have to make sense they just have to entertain and then they did loser with jason biggs which uh, is great. Anytime you want to put Jason Biggs in a movie where he's a loser, he nails it. Right. <laughs> it's like Michael Sarah. It's just, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. It Except Scott works. Pilgrim versus the world. He nails being a superhero too. Yeah. And then he's, he's also good in Juno. So before we get too far ahead of things, what are we drinking today, John? Um, today, well, where's the, where's my bottle at? <laughs> it's, there we uh, go. So this is called Dino S'mores. And this is made by Off Color Brewing Company. They are from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. It's a dub bears. Yeah, dub bears. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a certain little city that begins with a C, ends with an O, and in the middle is Chicago. Uh, <laughs> nailed it nailed, nailed it, it. <laughs> um, i'm from illinois <laughs> and my uncle actually does talk like the guys from the super fans so oh man that's i awesome. grew up listening to that accent all the time and he oh, had the man. mustache and everything that's um, amazing so but yeah this is uh this is interesting because it's a russian imperial stout it's 10 and a half percent alcohol it'll fuck you up yes and you need it to fuck you up because this these shits is six dollars a bottle <laughs> yep i bought these and this will be our first 2.9 out of 3 rating because i would not recommend rebuying it it's but delicious it tastes should... really good don't get it twisted the, the taste is good the price it's got a good is alcohol bad. percentage the price really makes this difficult to buy repeatedly. If you want something that tastes like this, buy Dragon's Milk. And then they make a Dragon's Milk s'mores, which are they're making one. Yeah. And it's we'll, supposed to be coming out uh what is uh the orange the orange and chocolate 
was coming out winter 2019. The s'mores, I think, is already out. So the s'mores, if you guys are able to get around to that, if you have a choice between Dino S'mores, six dollars a bottle, or Dragon's Milk, which is relatively four dollars a bottle. Yes. Drink Dragon's Milk because that stuff is probably some of the greatest alcohol we've ever drank on this show. Yes. And the only reason this Dino S'mores isn't a three out of three is because of the price. Yes. If it was if it was like four or five dollars a bottle, I, I could give it a three easily. Yeah. But it gets a little bit of a tick off because of its price. We've personally bought Dragon's Milk three times since our first review. Yeah. And uh, we'll buy it again, I'm sure. We've even been discussing it just on a random movie night, just buying that instead of, you know, a 12 or 18 pack of something else because it, it'll do about what that will do of light beer. Yeah, because lighter beers, you got to go through like six of them before you feel anything. Dragon's Milk, once you get about two, yeah, you feel you're it. pretty good. You're you, pretty good. You, you have about as much as you would have had if you had like real alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Like a liquor, you this know. Is, this is a good beer. There's nothing wrong with it. It would be a no, three No, it is good. Three. Especially but, if you have, uh, you know, if you have something chocolate. I just had just had some <laughs> sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. Sponsors. We're sponsored I just had some, uh, Snickers. some Snickers creamy peanut butter. <laughs> Snickers, if you want to pay us, I will fuck. I eat these. Pay shits. us I, in you, Snickers. You pay us. You can pay us in Snickers. I don't know because, I mean, you can't really put like, okay. So when you're doing your taxes, you're like, okay, so how did they pay you? I got paid in diabetes. <laughs> I have diabetes now. I have diabetes because <laughs> I, mean, I get paid by Snickers to promote their shit on my podcast. <laughs> and I have fucked up my body. <laughs> but but I, was eating, I was eating these shits, these creamy peanut butter Snickers. They're fucking amazing. Creamy With this peanut. beer. And this beer is like a really good compliment because it has... Yeah chocolate nibs in it and like marshmallow and like all these different flavors it is supposed to taste like a s'more and it's yeah. for alcohol it's about as close as you're gonna find yes yeah, so until we can try the dragon's, the dragon's milk, milk which the, is usually a richer beer yes uh, it's, it's, it's very it's, it's very rich in flavor it makes you roasty. forget that you're you're drinking alcohol most but you're you're tasting greatness and it's something that even if you weren't too in the alcohol you would drink also so dragon's milk is kind of our apex on this show at this point. That yeah. and Kentucky Bourbon, the Kentucky uh, Company. Everything I've had from them has been good. But so, Off Color Brewing, you guys did a good job with this beer. The problem is, is that however you make this, maybe it's because they use all of these great uh, ingredients or whatever. But fuck, it is too expensive. Yeah. Twenty four dollars for a four pack of craft beer is yeah. cost prohibitive <laughs> i did enjoy pouring the beer into the glass and seeing the barley float i was very impressed with that because that's awesome yeah but you got to come down on your price a little bit because and then it, you could probably have even more sales yeah because that's great we do recommend you but come down on your price and if you don't if you don't mind paying six dollars a bottle then by all means continue right but yeah, Dino S'mores, it's good. It's the it's the only one we've that should be a three star that isn't because it's too fucking expensive. It's too expensive, and we we've drank some expensive type stuff on here, but yeah. never six dollars a bottle. Yeah, like that uh, that bottle of uh, Jean Claude Van Damme that I bought when we were doing Kickboxer. Yeah. Jean Claude Van Damme is is very. But good that beer. was like a pint size bottle. Yeah, it was a like giant $10. bottle. We drank on it all night. Yeah, one bottle. 
that Jean Claude Van Damme was really good, and it was like ten dollar. It was ten dollars a bottle, but it was a pint. It wasn't six dollars for a twelve ounce normal size beer bottle. I want to know if anybody has a Dolph Lundgren base beer. Base beer. We could probably that. find that because I know if we do if we do an episode that features Dolph in it, that would be a really good one to try. Yeah, please somebody have a bottle of some type of beer that's called like I'll have to break you or something. Yeah, like I must break you. I must break you because that that would be like the perfect title for his beer is like I must break you. Right. <laughs> and then it has to be like fourteen percent alcohol. Oh yeah, I mean because he's Swedish, man. Swedes get fucked up. Like, they do. Swedes, Swedes will drink, man. Think the Irish know Swedes, how to drink. Finnish I'm just people. kidding. Irish people would basically drink anybody, but Scottish people under the table. That'd be kind of an even match. <laughs> yeah, well, Scots can drink. That's yeah. why we need to go to Scotland at some point. In Ireland, yeah, we should Ireland. test both of them out. Yeah, really. dude, we'll do like a podcast about it, like a mini series. We'll just record everything we do at both those places. <laughs> yeah. We need you guys' help, though. Uh, start listening, subscribe, spread the word. Um, get the word out there. Get the word out because we're doing the world a service by not being hate us. So we're talking about right. Clueless today. Yes. The 1995 teen comedy classic. Masterpiece. Do you want to get in comments or do you want to get in the theories? Uh, you can go ahead. We, we only have – I have three fairly large comments because – Nothing brings out the ransom people than rich blonde white girls. Holy right. fuck. People went on some rants about this. I didn't, you know how many comments I had to go through to find all of the shit for this movie? I had to go through maybe about 10 people, 10. And I found everything in this. There was some stuff that I had copied that was a little re- repeating that I didn't use, but holy fuck did people go on some rants about this movie. You can always tell when a movie severely pisses people off when you click when you when you're on IMDb and you click to open the comment up and it's like it's like boom paragraph like they wrote an essay about the movie. That's when you know people are super pissed off about something when they can sit there and write that much about about a, a, a you know, about a, a teen comedy movie. It's about you know. I mean, this is like, is this Alicia Silverstone's first movie or was she? No, no, no. This she isn't Alicia Silverstone's this. first movie. This is the thing that got her big though, right? This was like her big breakout yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this was. Because this was it wasn't long after this she was doing like, what, Batman and Robin? Yeah. But I yeah. think this was Brittany Murphy's first movie though. Brittany Murphy's, yeah. Our first mainstream movie, at least. Yeah, and then um, Stacey Dash, she had been in some movies before this. Because mm-hmm. she had done some stuff in like the early 90s, I know. Yeah. She was kind of like in this this era. She was kind of like the talented version of Brandy, right? Um, yeah. Moesha. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shots shots fired on Brandy. <laughs> she was kind of like the Brandy of this generation, but with talent. With talent, you know. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> By the way, Steve is going to start selling umbrellas because he's dealing with all this shade now. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so (laughs) uh, okay so one of my first things about this was 10 things i hate about you borrowed a lot from this movie uh and there's nothing wrong with that but like the the factions of people and even some of the characters are very very similar the dad in the movie alicia silverstone's dad is very similar he's a little bit cooler uh, but he's also kind of in that weird strictness level. I think they even try to get a guy into things I hate about you that kind of look like him. Like Dan Hedaya? Yeah, because yeah. he kind of did, except he was bald. 
Um, and then, like, the Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character would have kind of been, like, the Paul Rudd character, uh, except he wasn't anybody's stepbrother. Yeah. But I'm just saying in the way that he's acting in the movie. And then, um, yeah, it, it just kind of started that little, you know, trend of it. And the other thing I was thinking about was I think the uh, people that made the Legally Blonde movies based the Le- Reese Witherspoon's character off from Cher. Cher. Yeah. Because if you go back and look at it, like she was basically working to be a lawyer because she knew how to negotiate just like her dad and stuff like that. Right. And she was the one that most likely was going to be a lawyer. And then, you know, not too many years later, like five or six years later, because Legally Blonde probably came out in like 2001 or something uh, like that. I think you're, you're, I think you're about right. It's like 01, 02, yeah. I think. Hang on. They have a blonde that's a lawyer and she's also into fashion and stuff it's almost the exact character of Cher 2001 see i nailed it yeah uh but she's a lawyer so i think that they they came up with the idea for legally blonde from clueless it's a very interesting idea because you know this movie in particular it really it started because there's a lot there's tons of movies that copy stuff from this i mean they even made parody movies that are like yeah. clueless type movies you know it's just like how um you know like scream everybody started to make like knockoffs of scream when scream came out like scary movie like and scary movie like and all that kind of stuff clueless got its own group of like teenage comedy movies that like just rip off clueless like you know completely and um, who and and here's another thing who is clueless about who's clueless who is clueless in the movie well, technically, it would be it would be Cher, right? Wouldn't it would she be put, Cher. It would be the, even though she's the she says one. at the first of the movie that Ty is clueless, but yeah. she actually knew from the start who she wanted to be with, right? Who she was. They just try to change her. Yeah. So she wasn't the clueless like, one, like them. Yeah, and Stacy Dash's character already knew who she wanted to be with, Which and she had Mary. thoughts about what she wanted to do. Right. The only person that was clueless in the whole movie was share right and that's because she says it in the movie she was like i'm just so totally clueless but it you know that's the thing that it's like because she goes through like these phases where she's like you know kind of looking at like these different guys and like really the solution was right there in front of her the whole time and it was josh it was josh but paul rudd i mean if i was a girl and paul rudd was in front of me the whole time yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i mean especially like if i'm a dude and it's like alicia silverstone it's like yes of course um you know you're gonna be interested in her you know because that, that's uh just that's uh, jumping jittery dogs there <laughs> yeah my dogs are trying to break in yeah this uh, podcast is so good that you know because there's a frequency that only dogs can hear and we we broadcast at that frequency so it drives dogs nuts yeah so if you have dogs they're going to enjoy this podcast. Yes, and a, and, a, and a totally different level than you are. We are a dog-friendly podcast. Right, we, yes. We definitely will not Michael Vick your dogs. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think, like, the idea that, like, Legally Blonde, like, borrowed or stole from this movie, you could basically say stole. Which is okay. It's okay. I just want somebody to recognize it. Like, the writer like, should be, we like, inspired by, by Clueless. Clueless. Yeah. Because Cher is actually she's way smarter than she because she comes across as like this like ditzy like you know fashion obsessed you know bimbo 
And it's like when she actually does apply herself, she actually is quite smart. But it's like she because she's like 16, her brain isn't really yeah. focused on trying to actually apply herself yet because she's not she's not quite to college yet. Well, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, she solves immigration. You're right. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, you know, it's like it's one of those like tales of like, you know, somebody kind of like finding what they're good at because they get challenged and share puts a lot of her like good traits to work in this movie. Right. And as you go through it, you realize like she's not just some like ditzy blonde bimbo that likes to spend her dad's money. She actually is a good person and likes to do good stuff for people. She's just, she's young and she doesn't really know how to apply all that energy yet. Right. This is her yeah. figuring out that she can do more than just go out and shop and gossip. This is a coming of the age movie. Right. It's something yeah. where, you're figuring yourself out. So, you know, a lot of the flaws that she has, she, she works out through the movie, which is how you write character arcs. It's really great. I mean, it really is. Yeah. You, like, you see share changing a lot in this movie. It's sad now that in this generation, you don't actually see many movies that know how to do a character arc. Right. Cause a lot of them are just like straightforward story and with no character. Arc. They, they're never like down or if they're down, they're like too far down or ridiculously far down. Like, we need somebody down that people can relate to. Let's make him homeless. It's like he doesn't have to be homeless. Right. He just to be dealing with some shit. That's a little. That's a little too much. Right. Yeah. Because sometimes know? it's like you're just you're really writing it to be too sappy. Yeah. Too, yeah. Like too it's too sad. It's too un unrealistic. It's like, well, yeah. he was homeless in a year. He's a billionaire. It's like, what? How often does that shit happen? That Come never on. happens. That right. does not happen at all. That's that's a fan. That'd be like. Making like Tony Stark, he's like, yeah, he's just a good person all the time. It's like, well, he was he was kind of a bad person for so long. He's gonna have ups and downs, which is the great, like he has a, a an up and down story art. Like he he does, he doesn't know what to do all the times, and that's the greatest heroes because they 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 shouldn't know what to do all the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, because the that's one of the things. It's like. You know, whenever you're writing like a story, for example, it's like the thing that makes the character good is how they deal with the challenges that are given to them. You yeah. know, it's like it's like superhero movies in particular. You're only as good as your villain. If your villain's kind of weak sauce, then the you know the hero feels kind of weak. The hero sauce. beating them. You doesn't... have a super badass villain that is a serious threat. It elevates the movie. Like, what was the thing that everybody said about Black Panther? They were like that movie felt like they were finally starting to get villains to feel equal to the heroes because Killmonger, he fucks up Wakanda completely when he shows up. I mean, what did I say about it? I was like, the only problem that I have with it is who is going to be the next villain after Michael B. Jordan. Right. Yeah. Cause you're you going to have to get like Denzel or something now, <laughs> because how the fuck do you follow that? Yeah. I don't know, but I, I, I it's, it's Marvel and it's uh, Ron Coogler. Yeah, and I I'm pretty sure they will have the answer. So and even even if Ryan Coogler was like, it's like, okay, so who are you casting to be the new villain? It's like we got Morris Chestnut. People would be like, okay, all right, let's see what he does with Morris Chestnut. I'm down with that. Yeah, it could you know it could also be a white guy. They might try to like heavily try to make that. But my thing was like, with Black Panther, you know, you go from Michael B. Jordan, you have to go to something more epic than Michael B. Jordan. Right. And uh, that's hard because he's so great. And Chadwick Boseman's so great. And you have, you have the Nye Guerrero. Who... And then you have Lupita Nyong'o. 
it's a really good cast. So you have to wonder, like, you know, in order to top that, you've got to really, you have to keep pushing that bar further up to give right. you a new place to reach. Yeah. yeah but, so. um, uh, but I guess we can go ahead and jump into the comments. Yeah, let's get into the comments. So before I was just gonna quickly just mention the budget of this movie was only thirteen million dollars. This isn't. I wouldn't imagine this would be very expensive. It's, it's a pretty cheaply made movie. It's beautiful. It's done. It still holds up. Like the look of it still holds up to this yeah. day. You can definitely tell it's the '90s because of some, like especially some of the stuff that Dion wears. Is but very you can 90s. totally see girls today wearing the same stuff because it's you, kind of like a retro style. Yeah, retro style and stuff like that. You can even see like commercial still Victoria's Secret models wearing like '90s mm-hmm. retro clothes and stuff because yeah. it was great clothes '90s was one of those kind of timeless generations where they had these really cool clothes, yeah. especially females. Not not much guys. You can't really wear that shit anymore. <laughs> but girls, they could because they're good at fashions and, and guys are awful. Like remember on, <laughs> um, what was it, uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, nice guy Eddie had the fucking, it was like a teal and purple like tracksuit. It's like guys can't wear that shit, man. <laughs> Come on. No, nobody can wear that. Nobody only, can wear that kind of shit. Only anymore. girls can wear it. Yeah, they, girls they can, can wear that. that, and you'd be like, "Oh, cool! It's like '90s retro." We wear that, and it's like, "What the fuck's wrong we'll with just, that guy?" We'll just stick with our boring ass jeans and t-shirts. Right. Uh, we, we we have even the guys that have senses of fashion. Uh, they still look awful compared to women right. that wear fashion well, and it made fifty-six million dollars, which. Is amazing because most comedies don't even make a hundred million dollars. So yeah, uh, the '90s was the apex of comedy, uh, and because um, we've covered several of them so far. Yeah, I mean the newest generation. I listened to um, Dax Shepard, and they did a fact check after about uh, how many comedies in like the last five years hit a million dollars, and it's like two. Oh really? Hit 100, a million? Hundred million dollars. Oh, hundred million. Okay. No, hundred million. Dollars I was like, that million. is fucking sad. No, like, like in like the biggest comedies, and like one of them's like Daddy's Home. It was Daddy's Home Two this year. Yeah. And then the one before that, I forget, but it's like Beverly Hills Cop, and then um, the Ted movies. The Ted movies, and then Deadpool is the highest grossing R-rated com- comedy of all time. Yeah. Which is. I don't think it. Deadpool is kind of, but it's a superhero movie. That's what I was about to say because they're like. To be a that's what I was about to say. I was like, I don't it's think borderline. that counts because it is a superhero movie before it's a comedy, so it's really an action movie. Yes, it is an action. So Deadpool is an action movie. So Beverly Hills Cop, I think, still holds the record for like a true comedy. For the R-rated comedy, I think. Yeah. Um, well, didn't Forty Year Old Virgin do pretty good though in the box office? It did very good, and if didn't do great in the box office it's definitely done great on tv and dvd sales because yeah because you see it on tv all the time it's you know like it sold a ton of dvds but see comedies don't have to make a billion dollars because they don't spend that much money no they spend like 20 30 million to it's make like, it look at how much money it costs uh, kevin smith to make clerks he made clerks for like what like twenty thousand uh, dollars or something like that a little more than that it was a little more than that but look but at how much he maxed money- out a bunch of cards and it made like it, it, it made something like 20 million in the box office or something like that. And then he had all the DVD sales. Yeah. And which is still killing it. So yeah, he still sells clerks merchandise like constantly. Comedies generally never make a billion dollars. Beverly Hills cop is one of the greatest. Cause Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yes. And then was, ghostbusters, I think made a bunch ghostbusters of ghostbusters made a good, good chunk of money. And too. that's considered a comedy. Yeah. So, so cause they're not really superheroes cause they're awful at it, but they, they win. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just a bunch of uh, paranormal nerds. They're a bunch of they're they're a bunch of nerds. They're a bunch of nerds. It's great though. Yeah. You get to see a bunch of nerds. Only one that's not a nerd is Bill Murray. Yeah. And he's but the- he still but he still has like a PhD in psychology. Yeah. So, so- he can bang chicks. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he uses experiments as ways to flirt. It's like it's genius. That's like perfect for somebody like Venkman. Yeah. But uh, but the thing that's interesting about this movie, I think, is that because it, it the cast is primarily women. It's Cher, it's Dion, and it's Ty. That's the three. Yeah, the Brittany three girls. Murphy, Stacey Dash, and Lisa Silverstone. Yes, and then um, and then even like Miss Geist and like uh, Mr. Hall, like you know they get those two together. Miss Geist is kind of like in the you know chunk of the movie, so you do see. It is Mr. Like, Hall from The Princess Bride. Right, yeah. And I can, because I, I it's weird because like I always like when I see that it's guy It's inconceivable. It, yeah, 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 exactly. Like I always think of that kind of stuff like from Princess Bride. And um <laughs> fucking love but that he's guy. But he's good in like everything that he's he in. Is, it's he's like, great. It's like um He's an amazing character. It's actor. like Ron Howard's brother, Clint. Clint, yeah. Yeah. He character actor he's a yeah. very good like just you can like just drop him into a movie and you know that character is going to be good you yeah. don't have to worry about that character the you're Grinch, like he's got it he's good in the grinch and he's good at, yeah. he's just good Wallace in everything. sean he's awesome yeah as a character actor yeah he uh, is he is amazing um and then so is dan hedaya too who plays Cher's dad in this movie like right because he's also the dad from night at the roxbury which dan also Hed- was worked on by amy heckerling because she was a producer for Night she of the was Roxbury. a producer for Night of the Roxbury. Yep, which so, is probably why he was there. Yeah, which is kind of interesting because I'm like, oh yeah, shit, he's Cher's dad, and he's also uh, the dad for the, the the two brothers from Night at the Roxbury. I was like, that's interesting, but uh, but anyway, so one of the things that people had a problem with this movie is that they felt that this was a bad adaptation, and I was like, what the fuck is this an adaptation of? This is like a pretty original movie. Apparently, everybody feels that this is an adaptation of the novel Emma by Jane Austen. So, I don't know if you have anything like. Good, stuff read about your that. comment. And read then, you, comment. okay, so you have some stuff. Okay. So, it says uh, this is yet again another trashy adaptation of Jane Austen's novel Emma. It features downright stupid performances and writing featuring a story that is, even with its clever spin on it, cliche and downright 90s. This movie, its vulgar sensuality and profanity, will offend many. We see the wealthy Cher transform from uh, from a spoiled brat to a down-to-earth character. That's all. There's no message except from uh, except to uh, being a better person. However, the movie is a silly little piece of fluff. I wouldn't recommend it. Even if you want to, uh, it, it's uh, or says even uh, if you want to see a great film that's more true to Jane Austen's Emma, check out the 1996 film of Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Or if you're a teenager, you might want to check out Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoon. Hmm. It's a much better movie than Clueless. It's incredible how terrible this film, uh, how terrible this film is aged. Uh, as there is purely not one thing that made me laugh, care, or be interested in. Actually, Clueless is just that. is an emotionless smorgasbord of annoying ideas and teen angst that would be better left, can, never considered, and crafted into a film. A film is where we can explore the imagination of the director, experience convincing emotional uh, reward from the cast, and be transported to a different world. Clueless is completely the opposite. The characters are stupid, contrived, silly, and downright unlikable. 
There's no artistic value in any of the shots as it's stuck to that weird 90s limbo of, hey, the 90s are great. Let's include everything we think that's great about the 90s in this film. Yeah, that will work. But nearly 20 years later, this film is just plain ugly and gross to look at. Plus, all the drug and teen partying content is nasty. The last thing we want uh, are girls growing up and watching this and saying, hey, going to parties, getting drunk, smoking weed, among other things, is a perfect way to become popular and find my soulmate. Really? Really? People actually enjoy this dribble? Question well, for marks. one thing, um, the things that happen in this movie are things that teenagers do and they go through. So if you want them to yeah. take out realism because you want us to suffocate American youth even more than we already do when it comes to stuff like drugs, sex, and alcohol, because we are the country that's feathers behind, are the most immature about speaking to our children about subjects like that. That's why yeah. we're the most fucked up when it comes to it. Yeah. That's why do you think we have so many addicts in this country that are fucked up on drugs, they're fucked up on alcohol? Yeah, everybody wants to shelter everybody instead everybody of Everybody has them. all... Why do you think we have so many like sex offenders and, and weird sex shit Yeah, because in this sex country? is so taboo here. No one can talk about it. No one can do anything. Yeah. Everybody that does every anything is is weird or something like that. Like it just no one wants to talk about it. In other countries in the world, everyone talks about it like it's something normal because it is something normal. Right. It's how we survive. Right, but in America it's like where everybody's so uppity about stuff like that where it's like, you know, we well, suppress it's like, our children and we make some weird fucking freaks out of it. Right, yeah. So I have kids. I'm not, I'm, you know, that, that's something that you have to be open and, and real about. You can't just, like, throw them in a bubble and hope they just don't become assholes. You yeah, because they're going to feel them. suppressed, and they're not going to know what they're doing when they do stuff. Right, yeah. You know, so they, they have to know, and the more you can open people's minds, the better. Uh, but the plot characters, themes, and values are all based on Jane Austen's novel, Emma. Um, Adam Heckerling was asked by Paramount to write a film for teenagers, and she instantly remembered the novel she read as a teenager, which was Emma. So she didn't base anything that really happened in the movie off Emma. She just remembered as a teenager this novel influenced her. Right. Which is what happens to writers or directors whenever they make movies, like Quentin Tarantino. Yes. His influence was, you know, older martial arts style movies. Spaghetti uh, westerns. Spaghetti westerns and stuff. So his influence for making films is in all of his films. Right. It doesn't mean that there, that that um, Amy Hackerlin is saying, this is Emma, because it's not. No. It's just like like, like 10 Things I Hate About You is based on Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's taken from Shakespeare. But to say that that's like a poor adaptation of Shakespeare is not really, it's like, it's influenced by it. It's influenced by it, but it's not like, hey, this is um, a direct adaptation of Shakespeare. Because it's not. It's just, you know, you have a couple Shakespearean actors in it. Um, right. <laughs> like Heath Ledger and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Right. Uh, but you, it's not based off anything uh, Shakespeare would do. So, um, and... Um, Oh, shit. Um, what are you trying to think of? <laughs> uh, hell, um, damn, she's won an Oscar. Uh, she's in it, too. Um, are you talking about like, Julia Stiles? Or? Not Julia Stiles, but no, I don't think she's won an Oscar. Julia, oh, maybe she hasn't, yeah. Um, 
Ah, shit. What's her name? Damn. Uh, I usually know her name. Um, you, you mean the girl that played her sister in 10 Things I Had About You? No, she's definitely not in uh Okay. She's was, definitely not won an Oscar. Because she was from, like, Secret World of Alex Mack. <laughs> or I do remember her a little bit. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, which is bad, but... Yeah, um... It's been, a, it's been a minute since I've seen 10 Things I Hate About You. So I don't it was remember. in 99, so I mean... Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched that movie. Because I have seen it since it came out, but I, it's been so long. I Yeah, Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Oh, she yeah, was yeah, the yeah. Um, counselor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Allison Janney. She's, she's hilarious because, you know, his throbbing member or whatever. Yeah. And she's writing her little sex novel while she's canceling high schoolers. Right, yeah. Uh, so, th- you know, there's nothing that's in that movie. That's in- so if you, you, you hate Clueless, you also hate 10 Things I Hate About You. And you which, also probably hate Emma. <laughs> you hate Emma. Ba- basically, this is a whole category you hate. You probably hate, like, she's all that. and Yeah, yeah. You know, the whole teenage high school category. Because there's always sex. There's always drugs. There's always something that's really uncomfortable. Partying, alcohol. Yeah, like uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, uh, that's another one. You know, Seth Green is the bomb in that movie. Right. Uh, all those type of movies that are really great. And that's it's really great stuff for our society. Except maybe the one with Matthew McConaughey in it. That, that's probably not great. But it's fun, it's fun to watch. But... It's it's very weird because what was the what was that one? Was, uh, was that the Fast Times at Ridgemont? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fast Times, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. All right, all right, all right. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it, it, I think like you know when people talk about like you know something being like a trashy adaptation of Emma, it's like. I think a lot of times it's like when you borrow certain like story beats from something. Then everybody's like, oh, well, they're just trying to do an adaptation of it. It's like, nah, you can borrow, like, literary things and not do, like, a real adaptation of stuff. You know, just right. if you're borrowing, if you're borrowing, like, concepts, it's not really an adaptation. You're just borrowing a concept that is interesting because how many people watching this would automatically know, like, oh, well, this is just a ripoff of Jane Austen's novel. I didn't fucking know that until I read this. So I was like, why does everybody keep bringing up the, the just Jane Austen novel? Look, Jane Austen would want people to use her influence to uh, to go make, read the book. You know, you read the book and to make better art and to keep on. Especially, I'm not speaking for anyone here, but I think Jane Austen would especially like that a female director took something from her novels and added it into her story. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this person, because you mentioned 20 years later, so this is a recent-ish comment. Right. Yeah. And this is probably a guy. Most of yeah, I automatically assume that most of these are usually guys, unless they specify in their comment that they are a female. So I usually automatically assume that most of these are guys. I can't speak. We can't speak for feminists, but I feel right. like. Uh, which we we do always defend females in Hollywood because they get bashed way too often. Yeah, we're kind of dealing with that now, hearing about the Captain Marvel stuff, which we're going to see tomorrow. And like we said in a, a other episode, we're gonna watch it, and if you know, there will be an episode if you know we 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 don't think there's any 
ground to stand on whenever they're 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 bashing this movie, which there's right. probably not. Uh, in our experience, there's not. Uh, but I think a female director taking something from a female writer and adding that into her story and modernizing it and modernizing it is is something great that you could aspire to do because just like people are always like well we need more female characters in movies we need more minority characters in movies and this is how it gets done you need a writer is is you know iconic and aspiring as jane austen yeah. and you need writers and directors like amy amy heckerling and you need them to do stuff like this. Right. This is greatness. This because, is <laughs> because when you look at this at this cast, and we'll get to the cast in a little bit more detail later on. But when you look at this cast, it's like okay, the lead is a is a like a blonde haired white girl, right? But her well, don't best just say friend, it like that. It's Alicia Silverstone. It's Alicia Silverstone. But when you look at it from the outside, it's a blonde haired white girl, right? That's the main character. I mean, I guess if you but, want to look at it really racist. It, like. But I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like people are going to look at this like in a racist way that like, oh, well, they gave the lead to Alicia Silverstone because she's a blonde headed white girl. Okay, but look at who her best friend is in this movie. I hope that's not how people do that. That's, that's, uh, some that's people horrible. do. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Some of the comments that I read through was like this is just another, you know, blonde white, you know, white girl bimbo. I'm tired of seeing women, you know, in movies like this and stuff like that. In 1995? No, the most of these comments are from now now times. Most of these comments were not from the 90s. Well, they don't know what they're talking about then. There the, there wasn't a lot of that then. Yeah. You would just be very happy to have a female lead in a movie. Yes. But nowadays because of all the social justice people, they specifically point out that the lead character is the white girl. But it's like, who is Cher's like, best friend in the movie? It's Dion, who's Stacey Dash, black character. Named after Celine Dion. Is that what it is? She says yes. it at the first of the movie. Yeah, well, I thought it was supposed to be based on Dion Warwick. I don't think so. I think it's supposed to be based on Dion Warwick. Because it Warwick. was Cher, I thought it was like Cher, Celine Dion, like the two, like... Uh, and I then, mean, maybe you could then, say And then she Dion. said they both do songs in uh, infomercials now, so I figured that's Celine Dion and... I was uh, thinking it was Dion Warwick. You might be right, but I thought she meant Dion Warwick. I don't know, but I just assumed because the infomercial thing. Oh, okay. Because Celine Dion is in like every one of them, and so is Cher. So. <laughs> um, I, I don't know many with Dion Warwick. I don't know. That's just well, that's what I thought it was Dion Warwick, but could be. Yeah, could be. Anyway, but I don't uh, know that. No, I, I thought that was less confusing. I thought it was Celine Dion and uh, Cher. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, because they don't speci- they don't specifically say, but you get the I-, I got the impression that it was supposed to be Dionne Warwick, but that part doesn't matter. The main thing Kinda is is does. that like her, <laughs> <laughs> but her uh, but her best friend of the movie is Dion, who's yeah. played by Stacey Dash, and then in their like group of people, you do have like you have Amber, who's like like the redheaded white girl, um, and then you have the Asian girl, and then you have uh, Dion's boyfriend Murray, you know, who's Donald Faison. Yeah. <laughs> So well, the way you didn't have to say redheaded white girl, because those are the only people that are redheaded. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like she, she was the other like white girl in the group. And then when they get Ty, then, you know, Ty becomes like the other, you know, she becomes like the third white girl in the group. But is it their fault they're white? Because I'm feeling like you're attacking white no, people. No, I'm just saying that like, th- but this is the thing. Like, I have to deal with these people and their fucking comments. And they always want to point out people's race. And I'm like, in 1995, it just looked like a group of friends. 
nowadays we would sit there it, like these social justice people would sit there and go like okay so they have uh, two black people they have an asian <laughs> so there's one demographic there's the two black people that sounds more racist that's what people do that's what these motherfuckers do in these that comments. is more racist yes exactly people are more racist now than they were in 1995 definitely we've gone backwards 100 percent. everybody people. wants to say that millennials are the most racist since the fucking since your grandparents like we had a generation gap where we didn't even think about race no for a long time and like females were leads in movies and you we know like, we had okay, cool you know we had a little bit of everything in movies and everybody was celebrating and then we get to the millennial generation and then it's just total racism again except they're doing it in a way where it's like oh we're not racist everyone else is racist it's like exactly no, you fuckers are the ones that are racist because you're pointing out that there's like certain demographics being represented in movies it's like back in the day it's like what do we have in because like like using star wars as an example we have we have an asian character in rose tico and then we have finn who is the the black ex-stormtrooper and remember how many people reacted to like stormtroopers aren't black. They're not black people. They're, yeah, they're all millennials that were saying. Everybody that. was saying that. And we were like, "What doesn't Our matter generation anymore. was like, "What are you talking about?" This the is clones Star Wars. have died by that point. There's they no don't more know clones. that though, because they haven't even watched the original Star Wars. Most they just want to fucking no attack clue. on Twitter. Oh, right. I read in a fucking. Oh, Wikipedia that there's white <laughs> fucking stormtroopers. It's like those stormtroopers weren't even white. They're fucking uh, Spanish. What was Django? Uh, Django Fett. He's it, is you know is Tamura Morrison. Yeah. Who is an Aboriginal? He's from uh, yeah. He's from uh, Australia, I think. Australia. Yeah. So he's he's an Aboriginal. He's he's a he's a you know he's from tribal descent. Tribal yeah, Australia. So they weren't even white. Yeah, they're not white people. So they're the they're like stormtroopers weren't even white. So yeah. shut. Because even if you look at the fucking clones from like the Clone Wars TV show, the clones from the Clone Wars are they look like Jango Fett. They're they're like Aboriginal looking yeah. dudes. They're like dark, a little bit darker complected, and they they look like tribal people. That's what Jango is because it's played by Tamura Morrison, you know. And it it always pains me like when when you go back and you watch a movie from '95 like this. Everybody now wants to point out like, oh, well, you know, they had diversity in their cast because her best friend is black. She has another friend that's Asian, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like everybody gets along and there's no there's no like racism in the movie. And it's like, we but are you racist by pointing that out? We that should be the norm. We shouldn't think about shit. We like didn't this. even think about that when we watched this movie. Originally. No. All so, I knew was that, like, her best friend is, you know, it's like her best friend is Dion, and, like, her and Dion have, like, all kinds of stuff that happens in the movie together. But so there's you, nothing racist in this movie that, that, like, but people make movies racist retroactively, you know. And or you they, can't do that. And you it's just like, can't do that. I mean, that's just not, that's not helpful. No. It's not helpful at all. I didn't think we'd get on this topic. No, <laughs> for this movie of Clueless, but we have some people do. Some people did. Uh, most people, most of their problems was lied with Cher, and we'll have a good bit to talk about Cher here on the next, uh, probably the next one, or maybe that might be last. Um, well, well, I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably get into that next. Yeah. Okay. After we take this break. Yeah. So we're gonna take a break and have a little bit of surprise for you after the break, and then uh, we will uh, we will get more into it. Right. Yes. 
Yeah, back from our break. <laughs> and that was uh, K-Flay High Enough. And uh, That's what I was going to ask. I was like, was that K-Flay? Because it sounded K-Flay. like her. Okay. That was a song called High Enough. And uh, before we get started, uh, we're going to do a little mini tribute to Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Brittany. Died in 2009. Not forgotten. Not forgotten. Never <laughs> forgotten. No. And joining us now is my wife, Daniela. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, So in the interest of full disclosure, this is like one of Daniela's favorite movies ever. Yes. Yes, I've seen it God knows how many times, and I can quote the movie even, so that's kind of sad. But <laughs> Who's your favorite character in this movie? I kind of like Brittany Murphy's character. Ty. Ty. Yeah, yes. okay. Do you feel like you're a Ty or a Cher or a Dion? <laughs> It's like, oh, like a personality, <laughs> like a personality quiz. Yeah, it is. Maybe a kind of a tie. I mean, I'm not like oh, like, like happy go lucky. Like sharing popularity doesn't matter to me. So well, wonder because I've always heard people say, "Are you a tie or a share or a Dion?" I wonder I if there's a quiz about that. There you can is. Do. There, there is a is. quiz. Oh, I might have to but take it then my, just, just my, to see. My thought is, what's the difference between share and Dion? I think I think the main difference is is that Cher is more willing to do things for other people. Dion only wants to do it when she sees like Cher do it. Is to that, me, is, is that is that what you think, Daniela, or do you have a different? Because Cher usually takes the lead on trying to fix situations in the movie. Dion doesn't really become involved until she until she feels like, oh, well, Cher's doing it. I should well, probably help out. I mean, Dion does kind of more think of like what's good for her, I guess. And I know Cher's always like, because I see her in the movie talking about like donating clothes to the her maid, and, uh, and then she's, she's trying to get she gets two teachers together, and among she's other things, she's always trying too. to get her, uh, her but that dad's was for health her better. Own benefit though, right? Well, I don't know. This she this she does that. This she but this to feel good about her, so she auditions to. For the uh, Pismo Beach disaster relief, mm-hmm. and she's getting everything from her house, and she tries to get people to come, and she starts feeling good, better about Donating that. Donating this stuff, because she's like, oh, like the other stuff you said was benefit her, but that kind of like she starts realizing benefit others and okay. getting into the spirit of it and everything. So she's always worried about her dad's health too. Yeah, she is. She is very worried about her. Dad. I like her dad, that. It's great because yeah. the only parent that's alive, so she try to. Yeah, like when yeah. she tells the uh, the uh, cook to go ahead and. Uh, you know, take the cholesterol out of his food, and he's like, "What is this crap?" And she was like, "Daddy, you, you know, your doctor said you need to get your cholesterol under 200." And he yeah. is like, he doesn't give a shit. Like he just wants to eat whatever. He's like, yeah. "No," and like uh, sounds kind of like your dad. Because <laughs> yeah, because Daniela's dad is like that. He's hard headed about his food. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we're getting into the comments. So okay, so <laughs> this but this, this is this is seriously like an essay. This is uh, something. This is almost one person's entire comment here, and then I added uh, one paragraph from somebody else that mixed in with this. So it says, uh, and of course, we now come to the worst part: the plot, or plots, or string of random events, if you can even call them that, stuck together into an hour and a half composition of boredom. Most movies actually have plots to them, ones that go up and down as the movie progresses. This movie's plot just flatlined the entire way through. If a movie's not going to go anywhere, then it should at least be funny. But somehow I can't even manage that. The funniest line was, and my buns, they don't feel nothing like steel. And that's not very funny at all. 
So it's not funny, but yet all of us cracked up when we saw it. I love that. We was watching that in here earlier, and we just busted. We bust out laughing when she's like, "At my buns, they don't feel nothing like steel." And it's like, oh, okay. Brittany Murphy with her comedic timing and her accent just makes that so much better. I like another part in the movie I thought was funny where she's singing the Mentos commercial. Yeah, Mentos fresher. And I know the song, yes. It's like so adorable because she, she, she looks had, like a little kid. I liked her it. voice though. She had like a lovely little voice thing in it though, like at the end, like when she goes higher up. Right. And yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it says, uh, and that's not a very funny line at all. So first she fixes this girl up, then she disappears, then she goes to a party where they all do drugs, then she gets sexually harassed, then held at gunpoint, uh, something which uh, she never notifies her dad or the police about for some bizarre reason. Uh, then her, um, uh, which, uh, we aren't told. And then she goes to a disco with a guy who turns out to be gay. Then her ex stepbrother starts to love her. Seriously. This actually happens. And that's in like all caps, right? Like yeah. they're yelling at you. I mean, uh, if this were brought to court, it would uh, probably be listed of, uh, listed as incest of some description, right? I mean, even if they aren't anymore, one would still always think of him as a brother. Yeah. It's so creepy. Then her friends are all screaming because they drove onto a freeway. You're probably wondering, why are they screaming? I will ask myself that question every day until I die. Why were they screaming? They were driving. So so then she can't believe she failed her driver's test after crashing the car into another car. And then the girl from the beginning shows up and she's popular. Oh, we're expected um to believe that this main character girl was popular too even though she had one two friends at the beginning of the movie and for some reason she thinks that this other girl doesn't deserve to be popular and she tries to drop herself into conversations by going oh well when i was held at gunpoint and being all offended when people ignore her i'm sorry lady you just sat down and people are listening to someone else just for one second then she thinks for some reason that she needs to change the error of her ways and gives all her stuff to charity. Yet I still feel she's just as twisted, spoiled, and arrogant as she was when the movie started. Mostly because she thinks that everyone uh, would give their left arm to have her, of all people, attend her lowly skateboard tournament. What an honor, queen main character lady. I can't be bothered to hit the back button to learn her name. Then there's the whole thing about the entire cast is in their 20s and they're playing 15-year-olds uh, who act nothing like, you know, 15 at all. I've never even seen people my age look or dress or act anything like that. And none of the characters were believable. They all... Uh, I lost where my place was. Uh, and uh, none of the characters were believable. They all seemed to develop a boring one-dimensional character for the full movie. I say full with so many random plot lines. Most characters probably got two minutes collectively on screen. But then suddenly they'd say or do something totally out of character, which was weird. Probably some failure of a technique they used to try and make everyone a little deeper. And then there was, uh, and then there was this thing, which I think may have been something they tried to uh, make the special kind of thing where the main character, she can argue her way out of anything. Uh, though this talent isn't explored at all. I think she says something along the lines of it twice. And she talks about it as if it's, uh, she talks about as if it's her catchphrase. Oh, and, uh, and of course, how could I forget? We get to see the fantastic lead French kiss her ex stepbrother right at the end. Trust me. It's a French kiss. I could go on for much longer about its many travesties against the film community, but I'm bored of thinking about it. 
That feels like an essay. That might be the Ooh, longest Lord, comment. That was a I've long read. comment. That was super long. Was Imagine long... having to put all this shit together. Someone's pinpointing like very specific things in the movie. But at least oh yeah, Silverstone was nineteen in this movie. No, Stacy came out right when yeah. she was filming the movie. It was she was probably eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like, but Stacy Dash was old. She was 27, 28 when she filmed it. But the thing is, when you see Stacy Dash in this movie, she doesn't look out of no, place. No, she doesn't look like old. almost thirty years old. No. no, she does look older than Alicia Silverstone. But Alicia Silverstone was probably filming. I this wonder if the cast that was weird. The other being, the other two being like eighteen no, or Paul so, and she being ten years older. No, I don't know if that was weird for the younger actors like Alicia. It was, I, I, I guess Brittany. I'm guessing was younger too. Because uh, Brittany Murphy was. Well, I just looked at it earlier. She was born in '77. So, so she, she was, was a year she was uh, like younger. 18. She was yeah, a year so younger than Alicia. She was a year. She was younger when older. they made older? this, right? No, because yeah, she was a year year older. No, because uh, she was born seventy six. Alicia. So yeah, Brittany Murphy was born in seventy seven. Yeah, so year she's younger. a year yeah. younger. I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, how old was Paul Rudd in this movie? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, oh shit, I don't remember. Uh. Hold on, we we got this. Uh, he was born in '69. Okay. So he was like twenty something. Yeah, twenty. So he was old. He was one of the older ones too. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. He well, was that's probably weird. Then he was like in mid twenties, kissing like a seventeen, eighteen year old, or does I mean I don't well, know. Well, uh, Alicia Silverstone would have been eighteen, nineteen. Oh, eighteen, nine. Okay. Not seventeen. So no, he wouldn't be that. Oh yeah, because you have to. Well, yeah. You have to be like 18 if you want to be considered like the minor or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because so, I like to talk about the incest thing. They weren't blood related. I mean, I get it because they were former step siblings. But not but, by blood. By but not, no, that's what I'm saying. Not by blood because they're step. It would be weird. The if, word being step siblings. Well, right. it would be weird if they were still step siblings. It would definitely be borderline incest. Because they're ex-step right, yeah. siblings, but, they're not really related anymore, like, marriage or, or whatever. So. Alicia Silverstone says earlier in the movie, because he was, like, was like, Josh is coming, he's like, why? And he was like... She's you like, you've barely been married to his mom. Yeah, you so. were barely that married to her. Ago. And he was like, he was like you, divorce, you divorce a person, uh, not children. Right, yeah. You know, so he still considered Josh his son. Even after, you know, the How the many divorce. times did he get married, like, after her mom's death? I think death? three times. I think that, like, he was... He, but he pinpointed Josh as, like, the important, like, well, like he, son he out just, of it. You know, he was just one of those guys that, like, potential kids, in Josh. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's Josh what is, it was. Because Josh yeah. wanted to be a lawyer. That's yeah. what it was. Well, and he's also in college, too. Yeah. While this is going on, because he's in college now. And so Mel's thinking that, like, well, if I, if I bring him in and have <clears> him help me with this case... It might kind of push him even more towards trying to get into law because he was like, you don't want to. He's like, you know, Josh, do you want to get into corporate law? And he's like, I think I want to get into environmental law. He wants to get. Into and he's like, why? What would you do that? That's horrible. He's like, he's like, do you want to be tortured? Do <laughs> you want to be tortured? Like, yeah, because you know. he has like that. Yeah, that's what he says in the movie. I was like, let him be whatever law he wants to be. If he, because if he, I mean, he, he can always like change suing the, people for. Uh, environmental violations, like like the EPA like type EPA of stuff. Type See, dude. that's like, good. That's what he wants to do. He's yeah. looking out like for the Rick environment, Pat. right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> looking out for the environment. That's a good thing. Looking out for like the environment Paul and nature. Could be in the uh, Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul Rudd for Venkman. No. <laughs> that would probably work, though. I was joking, but that probably could I would, work. I would do that. Paul Rudd as Venkman. Just do it. Yeah. J- just do it. But uh, it's like the... The thing about, uh, about like when people complain about like the plot, for example, it's like the plot is pretty simple, right? It's like basically what it is is like Cher is it's trying to. At first, it starts off where she's just trying to you know help Ty to get her adjusted, and she feels like she's doing a good thing by making her likable and making I mean, her popular she, and that kind of stuff. Does she make her like I don't know a project to like change her? Because she even calls her because she even turns to Dion. She is like, "Ooh, project!" You know? Yeah, like, but you should change because she's, someone. She I likes, get it to try to have her that, I think that was the point in the movie. Though, it's a makeover thing. She likes yeah. doing makeovers. Yeah, she likes yeah. doing makeovers, but like her, not change her completely. Like to be no, she did try to change her completely, and that's what she had to realize during the end because. The person that Ty should have been with the whole time was the person she met when she Travis, first got Travis, yeah, because that Travis. was her true self before she got changed. Kid. She started and liking then him. Then she went through all these other people that didn't like her for who she yeah. was, and then Except she him. ended up because she even with told in the end. she even yeah. told Sharon Dion like I met a guy when she was bringing back their drinks at the table and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's like, like no, not there. that stoner. But Travis yeah. was a and so good she kind of like like he's the one yeah. that cared for her, like. From the start, uh-huh. like, he's like the first dude that talks to her when she gets a slacker there. because they called him then. She like kind of like got rubbed yeah. off, like uh, like uh, no more than and, or whatever. And in that comment where they're like, "Oh, she's not getting the attention," so she's like, "Whatever." But, it was like, no, but Ty kind of became a monster. Yeah. Whenever she got popular, she was so mean and dismissive of people. And Alicia Silverstone's character was never like that in the movie. No, she was That's, never just bluntly cruel to people. Well, that's that's one of the things because like you think that, you know, it's like it's almost like because people you know might think that this is like a mean girl situation where it's like really bratty, you know. Also, girls. Cause, cause, also because, stole from this movie, yes. mean girls. Because but, two of them have money, so they could do like whatever. Yeah, like, what, at least but what, but that's the thing. It's like, but Ty, she basically kind of goes off the deep end because there's that point when she when like uh, Travis is like he's like scooch over and he's trying to get on the table. You know, in between like uh, yeah. like Cher and um and uh, uh Ty. and she's they're like and, no oh Dion says and, no yeah and Dion's like no and like and trying then, to like and then and, and then Ty's uh, like, like when the, she's like yeah wouldn't you be more comfortable over there with the slackers on the grassy knoll and that's what they had like, told her in the I was beginning being really kind of bitch like why are you why are you acting like that why and he looks at Cher right. I guess for backup or something I don't and know he Cher's looks at just Cher like I can't do anything yeah why like, couldn't she say something then and there like look t- like you're not right she Ty she feel like she had any like place. There, but she's the one who made her like, even though no, she, she didn't and, make her like that. No, not like that. I mean, even though at the valley party, Ty was still liking Travis, and that's when she was changed a little bit, or right? she was still liking because he had stopped her, and there was, and then Cher was still trying to take her away from him and stuff. The so. guy that plays Travis is great too. He does robot chicken with his best friend Seth Green. Is it Brecken? Brecken Meyer. That's Breckenmeyer. a cool name. I like Brecken Meyer. Yeah. He is. He, he is, is Brecken awesome. Brecken Meyer. <laughs> yeah, Brecken Meyer. Brecken awesome. Josh Meyer his brother i don't remember off the top of my head i don't know the 70s show the one that tried to replace eric is that that like donna her like donna i don't know i have to look it up later on i hope not anyway Uh. (laughs) (laughs) because that 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 guy was not great uh but it, it was it was it's just one of those things where it's like 
And also Mean Girls. We just mentioned that. Yeah. Is there any similarities from Clueless and Mean Girls? Is there something similar? Well, Regina's blonde hair, too. Regina's blonde hair. I mean, but I don't know. Don't they take a new friend in and try to change them? Lindsay Lohan. And she's redheaded, too. See the coincidence? They're both redheaded. Okay. See, I didn't (laughs) put that one together. I had a couple theories before with the 10 things I hate about you and then Legally Blonde. blonde, But I think Mean Girls, too. And Lindsay Lohan is moving from a place where she moved to Britney Murphy from Uh another place, too. Okay, so there's the other tie-in. So this movie was heavily influence and and, and uh, she became like bitchy too Lindsay lohan at one point she became bitchy. She's like her friend was telling her hey you coming to my art class and mean girls she's like no i got a thing i'm sabotaging and she wasn't really doing anything but throwing a party Lindsay lohan and people rip off this movie constantly then yeah it's <laughs> good i mean and and you want to because ty the Redder was becoming like you said a monster bitchy and so was Lindsay lohan right afterwards so, yeah. so it does tie in together, so you really can't say anything about the inspiration that uh, Maybe a Amy, little bit, yeah. Uh, Heckerling had with, the with Emma the Jane novel. Austen with the Emma thing whenever it just got contagious after this when right. everybody was ripping off Clueless. She right. said, though, she hired, um, well, I don't know, she saw her, because I, I didn't know about Elisa doing this, but uh, she was an Aerosmith video. And yeah. then she saw in the video, she said, I have to have that girl let share. Really? Yeah, in the Aerosmith That's video. That's where she, was, she got it from, the yeah, Aerosmith video. She, she, I mean, oh, Silverstone, I remember the video you're talking Alicia about, Alicia Silverstone too, yeah. was in the Aerosmith video, and she's like, she she had to have that girl seeing her in there. So did Alicia Silverstone do movies before this, or was this her first movie? I'm not sure about that. I think she did something when she was I, younger. I, I feel like she did movies before this. Like when she had a crush on an older guy. I forgot what the movie was called. Is that always the case with Alicia Silverstone? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I don't know, but she liked her in the Aerosmith video. Because Excess Baggage is one of my favorite movies with Alicia Silverstone, yeah. and it's Benicio Del Toro. Definitely older. <laughs> uh, let's see. So this is, uh, okay, so this is her actress filmography for Alicia. Um, she was on the Wonder Years TV show in 92. Okay. Then she did The the Crush uh, in 93. That's what I was talking about. Um, uh, Torch Song, which was like a TV movie in 93. She I did see, I've seen Scatter The Crush, Dream, though. Scatter Dreams. She did the Aerosmith video for Crying and the video for Amazing. Mm. And she did those two uh, music videos. And then she did uh, Rebel Highway, which was the TV series cool and the crazy and then she did uh, another thing for Aerosmith which was the crazy video she that's the lot, one that she I was remember. a lot of Aerosmith videos yeah they used her again in 94 to do the crazy video and then um, she did another Aerosmith video big ones you can look at and then she did uh, instead of the movie called Le, Le Nouveau Nove, I, I can't I don't, know, I don't know how to do French oh. Le Nouveau Mon, Monde or Monde uh, and then she did a thing called Hideaway, and then '95 she did Clueless, and yeah, then, she did a lot before Clueless. She did a lot of and, music videos and like music TV, videos and she did TV, and... some TV stuff, and some TV movies. Well, that's where Amy like, made for TV movies. That's where Amy Hickelin like liked her from was the Aerosmith so, video. And he, oh yeah, and Blast from the Past. Yeah, that one's good too. With, with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. That movie's so good. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. in this movie, who has the biggest titties? Yeah. <laughs> Brittany Murphy. Yes, Brittany yeah, that's Murphy. what I was thinking too. That was thinking too. That's what I was thinking about. That is such a weird ass thing to just throw out there out of nowhere. But yes, it is. It is Brittany Murphy. It is Brittany Murphy, right? Because Leisha, she didn't really have. Dion, no, not really. 
Stacy Dash isn't like Stacy Dash. Are we talking about the main like characters her. or like like supporting? Because anybody else that has bigger than the girl who played the Amber. Does she she's have not bigger than Adam Lisa Donovan. Now? She's not. No, she's she's more like. Uh, Dion now style you know body Clueless. I don't know if it's on here, but there was like kind of like a little spinoff, a, a TV series they that did, was yeah, Clueless, but and it was Alyssa Donovan and Stacey Dash, but they hired someone else to play Cher. Yeah, in it, and someone else to play Josh too. But like a couple of characters from the actual Clueless movie. Yeah. That, oh, that's it. Yeah, I think they canceled. Uh, I did watch that. You did. I watch did it? watch was it. it any yeah. Good? I think Alicia did a little better job. Well, than the, yeah, than the, than the, I don't. I don't know who the other girl was, but she did a better job. Because it's, it's hard to replace Alicia Silverstone on something like that. that that's you know? whenever you do stuff. Because like they that, suggested it as a TV series, I think first, and then it was did. done. Yeah. Yeah. And then they made it, um, and it went through different name changes. I forget what it was called. Um, but the title before Clueless was Clueless when you're 18, and when I'm 18, then they shorten it to Clueless. Like oh, that they, was, they, try yeah, to, they, <laughs> they try to say something like that. But it was something. It was a couple of titles, something different before that. They finally settled on Clueless, though. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, and, and that's because like a lot of times with these movies, like sometimes the titles might be too long, and you can just you just shorten it to like its essence. Do you think and that's, that's what, what this Vince McMahon thinks when he names a lot of his uh, his wrestlers? His wrestlers, because yes, yeah, so you're you're not Antonio Cesaro, you're, you're Cesaro. Cesaro. <laughs> you're not Alexander Rusev, you're no, just Rusev. Rusev. <laughs> you know, you're not Big E Langston, you're Big E. Big e. You know. It's like everybody's name gets chopped. Did you ever see that video from the dude from What Culture Simon? Simon Miller. Interviewing New Day. And how they're just being a bunch of obnoxious bullies to that dude? I, I, no, I don't remember seeing that video. I do listen to his podcast, though, the Summer Miller podcast. Because that dude's great, and he's super friendly, and they were just being, like, total dicks <clears> to <throat> that, that Yeah. Dude. Like, just obnoxious dicks. And I was like, I was starting to like New Day a little bit, then I seen that video, and I was like, fuck all three of those guys. Is that, is that the trio that I hate that when it comes the, down on wrestling? Really I hate ones. those dudes. I was just like, I thought just they were goofy, doing good. They're just goofy, kind of stupid, idiotic dudes I started to thinking Kofi might deserve something, but then I seen that video, which was from a couple years ago, and they just treat Simon, and he was being nice to him the whole time. They just treated the Simon dude like he was garbage. Yeah. And he was just trying to interview him as a friend. Right. And they were just trashing him. And I was like, "Fuck all three of those guys." And on on the what culture, uh, like the what culture wrestling, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, he he is, uh, he's one of those people that like when they, when they do, he does like his video that's called like ups and downs, where like he rates Raw and he rates SmackDown, and people will go into the video and then they're and if it's like Adam or one of the other guys doing it, they'll be like. Okay, yeah. If if Simon's not doing this episode, I'm not watching it. Yeah. Because everybody that you know that watches what culture loves Simon. I love how he's but, like. Yeah, he does like the thing where he smacks his head. And he's like, <laughs> time for ups and downs. <laughs> and he also has this weird obsession with the Repo Man, which is like weird. You know, he found like the one like '90s wrestler that is like so obscure that like you have to have been from the '90s to know about Repo Man, but. Uh, but anyway, but back to uh, back to clueless though. Yeah, but that was one. That was we just us randomly off going off topic. That's fine. I, I do it too sometimes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, most of the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve, Steve lives with Daniela. He can attest to that. Oh, um, Lord, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I you know it's like I think like when people are talking about like you know like plot stuff in this movie that like you know that they say doesn't make sense. Like, why are they screaming when they're when they're on the freeway? It's like because Dion doesn't really know how to drive that well. 
and her on the interstate and not knowing how to drive would probably be scary out. as I shit. I would be freaked out too. Like you're like driving and the, the top is down. That's not helping in the car. The top is down. And they I have guess like the fucking 18 wheeler behind her. I know. He's like on the horn like get the fuck out of the way. Especially <laughs> just learning to drive and you want to drive on the interstate or whatever. I'm a Goodness. grown man and I'll drive anywhere. But two, 18 wheelers directly behind you that close freaks me out too. And right. then the whole I, gang of motorcycles also like just going. Yeah, there's the motorcycles. All that noise group. and stuff. Yeah. I think that scene was trying to tell you how someone else trying to be like, uh, trying to coach you and they're kind of being panicky coaching you also freaks you out. Then maybe in that situation things could happen like that could be. That certain right. Like, like Murray was you, trying to help her, and yeah. he started to freak out. And then he Dion started, started to freak out, out, and then she started to freak out, and then she got really scared and emotional, and she started crying. And that's that's kind of that's just kind of how girls are sometimes, right? Like if I I got freaked out and emotional, you when I get freaked, out, I don't really scream. I just have like like a. Uh, like a nervous attack, not a tat attack, but just like feel the, the adrenaline. Do you coming cry in sometimes? Me. A little bit, yeah. When yeah, I get so, scared, so that's, that's and a, just a hormonal reaction, right? Yeah. To cry sometimes, right? The job I have to work. I used to encounter eighteen wheelers driving beside me, so I mean, it, it is yeah. kind of like. Because like, you uh, used to be an What if I- they go in my lane or something like when I don't Because you yeah. used to yeah. be an ice road 18 wheeler driver, right? Right. <laughs> ice <Let> road <laughs> trucker. <laughs> now, my, my brother, you know, he, he was, uh, he, he hauled the hazmat because he, he drove uh, for Shell. He, he, uh, he did um, gasoline. And he was on the last season of Ice Truckers, right? Yes. No. I <laughs> watched episode four. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, one of my, you know, uh, but yeah, the Jerry, he, he's one of those guys that it's like, he's one of those people that like when he drove a truck, he sped all the time. And he, you know, he's one of those people that he was reckless with his, with his truck. And he was hauling fucking hazmat. He had shell gasoline in his tanker. That he carried. That's dangerous. Because that's what, yeah. yeah. And then, uh. You tip over all that. Uh, because yeah. he, my mistake, he was a hazmat episode driver. Five. He's the one that gets swallowed by the Kraken. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what Ice Truckers is. Like, I haven't seen that. Ice Road Trucker. It's like, uh, was it History Channel or is it like Discovery Channel? Oh, well, y'all like the History Channel. I don't watch I've really never watched much. the show. I just know it. I, I know I'm about just, it, I watched, but I've I watched the chick her. flicks like Clueless and Mean Girls. But you know, there are truckers that have to drive in like Alaska and stuff. That's dangerous. Exactly. You have to have like, what do you have like those special seat. tires you can hit, or something? Like moose and stuff. You can have road. special tires for that, like. To yeah, you have to have chain tires. I'm yeah. pretty sure you have to have special yeah. tires to drive. Yeah. Like chain snow tires. I'd be tires. scared with that, like skidded sideways, the whole back of it, like that. That'd be it. They have some I'd be of, like, oh my gosh. Some of them have like the spike tires too, because the spike has to the spikes yeah. have to get into the into the ice and the snow. Yeah, I think when Stallone made uh, Rocky Four, though, he didn't realize how thick snow got in Russia. And uh, chain tires just wouldn't be able to drive on that. Yeah. Really but that's need, movie magic. <laughs> you really need, like, snowmobiles and stuff over the top of the ice. You couldn't be like, yeah. let's put snow tires. It's like, well, ice is like eight feet deep. <laughs> right, yeah. You can't just drive. That's just not possible. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like, the, the one thing that, like, they were complaining about on this is that, like, um, uh, where do they say... Uh, I say full with so many random plot lines. Most characters probably got two minutes collectively on screen. Like who? Well, I think what they maybe because, like the girl who played Amber didn't have a whole she lot. She was in quite a well, bit. Of yeah. She she showed up in several scenes, but she's 
she doesn't have like a ton of dialogue, but she shows up at the party. You see her in class all the time. You see her. In the, she's in the debate with Cher. She, she's in the debate, yeah, where she's doing the, when they're doing the thing about the Hadians. And then she's in that part Hadi- where they're you like know, dissing Travis too. Like the thing about yeah. the Hadian thing, uh, the director just let Alicia Silverstone yeah. go. She mispronounced. She it. didn't know, actually know how to say Haitian. Haitian, Haitian, so, yeah. So and they, no one corrected uh, her, and then they just the director they loved it, so she kept saying Haitian. Hadians. Yeah. Yeah. So Alicia Silverstone didn't actually know how to say Haitians. <laughs> so that was just kind of like a moment of like of like her being like really like share and just. Then yeah. she, I bet after they told her like hopefully they told her how to say it right she's probably Haitians. like oops. It's actually no, Haitian. No, Alicia Silverstone knowing her and her body of work she was like probably like perfect. She was probably like, awesome. That makes because. Because that makes the most sense. Yeah, the thing about that's the thing about <laughs> Cher is that she was saying Haitians the whole time. It would almost not been Cher. Yeah, it would. It would seem so like it was okay to say Hadians. Well, the the fact that she says Hadians, it's like it makes sense for her character. Yeah, because she's not great. The her character is she's not great. <clears throat> In her classes, the thing that she's great at is negotiating grades for her classes. Yes, and I yeah. love that she does that because, <laughs> because she makes up one of the grades she makes up is she had a bad breakup with the guy or something. So yeah, her teacher PE. changed from a C she to was, a B. Yeah, yeah, she was like, I that was her uh, PE, like teacher. PE teacher. Yeah, they're all like that. You know, that's what she was. Calling she gave her like the a PE teacher like thing. a lesbian, or was she married? Or well, I don't even know what the yeah, PE her, teacher her, was. Yeah, her, her gym teacher was a lesbian. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, because she even she was like, when she's doing the voiceover <laughs> thing and she's talking about like the different teachers. She's talking about Miss Geis, and she talks about Mr. I Hall. I love Miss Geis, And then she, too. Says she talks about Miss Stoger and says that she's of the, uh, uh, she's of, like, the, you know, like, the, the same orientation or yeah. whatever. Yeah, she talks about them when she's, uh, she's, uh, like, they're videoing, like, them at the different lunch tables. Yeah. And I did laugh, and she goes, she starts, she goes, ooh, Snickers. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was laughing. She also does that, too, when she, when she's having, like, that, that weird, like, crisis where, oh, like, yeah. Ty is kind of acting weird and becoming bitchy, and she's just like, oh, what the fuck, Josh, and all this stuff, and she's, like, walking by, and she was like, ooh, I wonder if they have that in my size. <laughs> and then she oh, just, yeah, she just goes off Yeah, because, like, 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 because her inner monologue is, like, her just talking. Well, because she's always shit. shopping, shopping, shopping. And she sees that dress in the window, and she's like, ooh, I wonder if they have that in my size. And speaking of, like, always buying clothes, they said she has 63 different outfit changes on the movie. 63 in the movie? Damn. I think, yeah. Wow. Well, when you think about it, she, she does, does wear something different every single yeah, every scene. Yeah, every single time. Every well, single scene, she wears something different. Alicia Silverstone's one of those people that you can put in almost anything and she looks great in. Yeah. You know, well, and also really think is. about how many how many people, like, fashion-wise, borrowed their fashion from, like, uh, from her and Dion in this movie. Yeah. I wish see... I could pick my outfits off just the computer and just like I mean you could tell I don't know why this is mismatch you could tell what matches with what on your choice of clothes yeah somehow right, I mean right. yeah you don't but need a also, computer this is to like tell you that so the computer is yeah. probably not very well advanced. like one of those like like olden things that they're probably like hit now to make work or whatever <laughs> like that now we're technology's everywhere now though so I mean. Well, you have some people. You have some people that like because uh, I'm. I know that like uh, because I'm like you know I, I'm. I don't have like the money to be able to buy Jordans all the time, but I am somewhat of a sneaker because they keep up with it. And you literally have people that will like they'll get like brand new Jordans out of a box, take a picture of it, and then they'll put the picture on the outside of it and put it like in a Tupperware. 
So wow, when they go into that's... their shoe closet, they can go, okay, those are Jordan 3s. That, that sounds like my older brother. You know, like they probably. can go through like all the different stuff. You know, these are, you know, these are Penny Hardaway foam posits. You know, like, you know, all I these different things. <laughs> and, and so, but you see people do that where they'll have like, you know, they'll have like, you know, plastic like things and you'll go into like a sneakerhead shoe closet and they have like over 200 pairs That's of shoes. That's overboard. And they can go up and they can just look at the rows and go, okay, these are all Jordan ones in different colorways. That's... They have a lot of plastic things. They're called right. dildos. Right. <laughs> As he sh- oh, God. <laughs> And then okay. Steve just Steve just knocks it right back down to reality again. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, speaking of the fashion thing, and she does have like you know I know her closet's full and her closet like, like doesn't it like rotate when she's yeah taking, like, she has like a motor and like it'll pull them across and she'll see something and she's like that, that's kind of too too much. I would be like that's I mean, called her whole laziness. House is like rich as shit it's though. It's like yeah. the John Wick closet for guns. Right, yeah. It's like the same thing. He's so obsessed with guns. He's got one of those rotating closets, I'm sure. Share, yeah, he basically got that from Clueless. He got yeah. that from Clueless. He's like, I need and one then, of those rotating closets. Like Share had. <laughs> that Share had. Yeah. But with guns. Right. <laughs> and then she can't rely on mirrors. She has to take pictures of herself with the clothes draped over. I mean, that's really Yeah, because she says that she doesn't trust mirrors, so she has Dion take uh, Polaroids. Yeah. So she'll throw like the dress or the blouse over, That's... and then Dion will take like a Polaroid of it, and then she'll look at it and go like, "Okay, I like this outfit." Well, we all know mirrors are a lie. Yeah, mirrors are just basically an I illusion. Guess, yeah. They're just all smoking mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of outfit choices she has. It was a sixty-three, yeah, 62, and that's just the ones that she actually wore. When you look at her closet, she has probably hundreds yeah. in there. Wonder I'll... how many of those were actually Alicia Silverstone saying, "This is what I want to wear." Yeah, I wonder those were those were any of her like real clothes she had up in there. I, I don't some know. Some of them were. <laughs> some of them probably were. And no one yeah. had a costume design all them clothes that she didn't really wear in the movie. Because, like she I mean, costume designers, you know, were on set the whole time, so they get a lot of credit because that's a lot of clothes, especially to make for like diff- all these different actors and stuff, making all them clothes mm-hmm. like that. But I know they have help. Right. I'm just saying yeah. the main. Well, because then you not only that, but you also have makeup and you know, have you have hairstylers too, so you know they they probably had you know like somebody that did uh you know Stacy Dash's braids. They probably had to constantly deal with Alicia Silverstone's hair. I mean, she uh, she Spitty I know Murphy's she kept hair. it down kind of a lot. In yeah, the movie, I think like... Alicia Silverstone's uh, naturally very very cute. Right, like she's kind of had the facial features like we mentioned before that she she kind of looks like. Uh, my brother's wife, Sunny. Uh, the, the like the the cheeks where she smiles yeah. and stuff. She yeah. doesn't have the blue eyes, but she has it's like greenish eyes. I think I don't know. Greenish. Uh, yeah, I think. I don't know. If we had, if we got Greg here, Greg would be able to tell us. <laughs> I would hope. No, It'd be like, what's, what's Sunny's? What's, what's the color? We're talking about Sunny. Oh, okay. I was like, what's like the green. color of Sunny's eyes? Have blue. She has blue like eyes? bluish green. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I think Alicia's are green. Oh, okay. I think Alicia's I, thought, I didn't know who we were talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah, that was it. So we have one more comment, right? Yes. So what we'll probably do is we'll go ahead and take a break here, and then I'll go to the last comment, which is another essay. <laughs> That's the, uh, they just write essays galore. These are. On these this things. is a bit of an anomaly. Normally, I don't have like a, a section of comments that last that long, but when I was like going a paragraph through this, or two. I was like. 
I was like I told Steve, I'm like, people when they watched this movie, they just went into rants. And when they went on IMDb, they just started like typing out like an essay and, about what they're they talking hated. about. It's not funny. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was yeah. funny. It was I mean, we're grown. Maybe like, we're there both, are like, different things that happen in the movie and stuff, but they lead up to like. Yeah, like but the, me and Steve are like two 34 year old dudes, and we were all, we were here watching it earlier when Steve was trying to like catch up on the movie and remember some of the jokes and stuff. And we're sitting here laughing. I was laughing. Or, you know, or when I was watching this yeah. this morning, this I was like, a... "Her dad is savage. Dion is savage. Like some of the lines that they come up." Dion, oh, Dion Murray, speaks her Murray mind, and is yeah, yeah, is the yeah. beast too. And oh, like when she, uh, when, uh, like when uh, Murray first steps steps up to her, and she was like, "Oh, fake!" Like like this shit that I found in your car, and it was like uh... it was like part of that girl's weave, and he was, like, "I don't know what that shit is." And she was like, "You know, this ain't this ain't my shit." <laughs> I know? mean, yeah, or, or the yeah. scene where he's shaving his hand, and he was like. Uh, old boy likes it or something like that. And she oh, like, that oh, dude was what? in the spinoff too. The the friend that was shaving yeah, his was head. Like, he was oh, well, he doesn't too. have to look at your ass every day. I do. Yeah. And he was like, you know, woman, you'd be okay and stuff like that. I like she's just like, called her a woman. Okay. Yeah, I'll, so I'll be, be okay. okay. I'll call your mom. He's like, come. Oh, no, no, well, no, 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 no. He tries to get Dion and not call his mom. And she's like, I already has her phone. I love that part too. Yeah, I do too. And and, uh, and 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 Cher and Ty are like, okay, let's just go. Let's like, that's just their go. that's yeah. their thing. That just like when he stuff like when he steps up to her that one time and he's like, woman, let, let me let me like, hold like like five dollars. And she was like, what did I tell you about that woman thing? Yeah, you know, wasn't he rich too though? Was he not? I mean, he, uh, he just Murray? does that as a front when he's in front of people. Right. Yeah. Because they they even have a part where they're like, whenever they're alone, they're very considerate. And loving each other. Which they're hot. When they're around other people. They, they, yeah. So was that. Because the girls all, all work together. And then you have the other, you have like the guys group, which is like Elton and Murray and like all those guys all hang out together. And then, Elton's kind of a dick too, though. Yes. Elton is basically a racist. Because he's snobby. He's snobby. Well, he's a horrible person. He kind of reminds me of like, remember like when we, when we were, uh, when we covered the craft and. Uh, like Chris Hooker when he like kind of forces himself onto Sarah and, and that kind of stuff. That's kind of what this reminded me of a little bit, like not quite as strong, like not as rapey, but he, you definitely get a feel from like Elton in this movie that he is definitely but trying Cher to force But Cher stood himself. up for herself. She's yes. like, get off of me. Yeah. Oh, and then she got funny. out of the car. Whenever yeah. she's like, uh, at the first of the movie where the one dude tries to hug her and she's like, yeah, he tries to throw his off. arm and she was like, and get she, like, off him as into if. The bike rap. <laughs> Because you can hear. Where did he go? Because he did he fall you, like. I think she, she pushed him into a bike rack. You, oh really? You, uh, you hear the bicycles? You hear, and you're like, you hear a oh. bunch of metal. You hear a bunch of metal clinging as he like hits something. Well, cause no guy just comes to the girl and be like, hey, <laughs> like, and like, and she's like, ugh. She like pushes him. She's like, ah, oh, as but if. I would compare. Which Elton. in that high school, you you don't really. I mean, cause in that you have kids who like supposed to play seventeen that have like the bad like nose jobs stuff. Yeah, cause they're all yeah. like filthy rich up. In that school, and I guess in that school. And some of the girls and have I was like, like we don't have and... we don't have kids like that in high school. Now have like the nose jobs done and all that kind but of. But I'd stuff. actually compare Elton to a newer movie. This is not another teen movie. Christian Olsen's character in that movie. That's who I'd compare Elton Elton who to. That? Uh, the one that was all that made the bet with Chris Evans. <clears throat> oh, okay. I got you. I know who that is. Yeah, good. That that was in the bed with Jamie Preston yeah. in the movie. Yeah, love him. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know you all. Y'all know we you know love Jamie yeah, Presley. Yeah, yeah Jamie Presley. She's on Joe always. Dirt, too, isn't she? She's on Joe yeah. Dirt. Yeah, I'm your sister. 
<laughs> okay, so we're going to take a break and we'll come okay. back with the last comment. and uh, The last essay, you mean? Yeah. The last essay. Uh, that's uh, ridiculous. This... That first comment read, that was effing ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like, the, the one that, yeah, the one that you, that you heard, yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's probably the longest continuous one that I've had on the show, so it's crazy, yeah. Haters make us famous. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll be back in just a minute. Because one shot isn't uh, enough. No, nope. we, we miss you. We miss you. Yes, I did love all of her. <coughs> loved her in AL too. I loved her in Uptown Girl and uh, that movie. I I don't remember what it was. That movie with Michael Douglas, where she was. She did the Sin City too. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. She was great in that. Yeah, Ooh. so good. And then um. So. Marky Mark is mentioned in this movie. Yeah. Multiple By times. Paul By Paul Rudd, Rudd. yes. Uh, he was talking about that he was supposed to help him plant a tree. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was funny. Alicia Silverstone's <clears throat> comment. He was like, oh, he's going to take a break from his pants off. <laughs> what? Yeah. His pants off uh, approach to things. And to plant a tree. Right. And it's hilarious because when Marky Mark was around, this is Mark Wahlberg, who's, who is an amazing person. We love him in, in many things. But when he was Marky Mark, he was only Marky Mark. I don't know what relevance this has to this, but it's mentioned. Um, he wasn't in uh, New Kids on the Block with Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, because that was Donnie. Uh, because he got kicked out because he didn't show up to rehearsals mm. or any type of studio thing because he was more involved in doing drugs. Right. Oh, Donnie? Mark. Mark. No, Mark. Okay, yeah, I'm Mark. trying to follow, sorry. Yeah, Mark was more into doing drugs <laughs> I did and, not know that. you know, banging chicks and not showing up to mm. practice and stuff. So he was kicked out of New Kids on the Block by his brother, and then he created Marky Mark. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yeah. 
Which is basically just. I forgot Mark that he could. I yeah. forgot that he like was. I don't remember the funky and everything. Yeah, uh, Mark Wahlberg would have been <clears throat> in New Kids on the Block if it wasn't for his drug addiction. Doesn't he? Does he? He sings in some movies, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he sings at the end of Daddy's Home too. Also, and it's funny because of in. Uh, yeah, we saw the, he was singing the Rockstar movie. Yeah, like he like literally like tries to act like he's a bad singer through most of it. And I just saw the latest movie with him, that Instant Family. Mm-hmm. With Rose Byrne? Uh, not that I remember. Because in a lot of stuff where there's some singing, he always acts like he cannot sing. Right, and it's like, do we know you can? You've done it like, before. What, what was it, Ted? Yeah. Was it Ted, one of them, where he's just like singing off? Like, Dude, can, you, can you not hold a tone? Yeah. And it's like, a that's tune. hilarious. A, a tune. tune, yeah. And it was like, <laughs> it's hilarious because we all know Mark, Mark Wahlberg can sing. Right, yeah. And it's funny because he will purposely do movies where he doesn't sing at all. Right, yeah. Even though he could definitely probably out-sing most people in it. And it's funny, too, because, like, New Kids on the Block, like, when they first came out, my sister was, like, obsessed with those guys. That You would go down into Sherry's room and she'd have New Kids on the Block posters, like, everywhere. Like, she yeah. was, she was, would get, like, the... New kids on the block suck a lot of dick. Goes down twenty. No, that's the wrong song. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> that was Eminem. I was thinking of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into this last comment. The Back when Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> this is how how we get the party start. Yeah. We used to mix in with the Cardi Dark and. Oh Lord, yeah. I started something. <laughs> I don't know that song by heart. So, yeah, that's uh, Come On Everybody, yeah. <clears throat> Come On Everybody, get down. A little bit I might know, but go ahead, John. Okay, so this is the, so this is the last essay. So it's... <laughs> I like how you call it essays. Yeah, usually they're just comments. These are fucking essays. These Somebody, people are trying to get into Harvard. This yeah, year. which apparently you can do if you have a rich celebrity mother who is willing to pay... Or donate, donate, yeah, to, to, to make the library or like add a, add a lab. A certain celebrity. We, we're talking about Lori Laughlin, yeah. <laughs> oh, the Fool uh, House is the, something happened. I know that she went to jail for. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> she, she's probably gonna go to jail now because that's like uh, that's. What was it? She accepted like. No, it's like uh, like Lori Laughlin, like she she paid what was it USC like. Ooh, it was like several hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like it was over five hundred thousand dollars to get her daughter into USC. Wow. Um, what's her What's her name? It's like uh, it's like Kylie Jade or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Uh, she's look. like a she's on YouTube and like she does like uh, it's like uh, makeup videos or something. I think on YouTube, like she's famous on YouTube. Her daughter is. And then Lori Laughlin, of course, was like she's like the aunt from uh, Full House. Yeah, and there and there's a little like funny like meme thing. It shows her like in an orange she like like this, and it says, uh, instead of Full House is uh, the like jailhouse or something with house in it. Like I forget <laughs> what it says or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I was just laughing. Uh, yeah, oh no, the big this, house. It says the big house. The big house is the big full house. house. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and I was just laughing. I was like, well, serves her right for what I guess now she, yeah, she did. And it says the big house. And so um, maybe they search for a new Aunt Becky for... Um, yeah, yeah, she's not going to be a full John house. Stamos. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. No one gives a fuck about Lori Laughlin anyway. All we wanted was John Stamos anyway. <laughs> right, yeah. Nobody cared about Aunt yeah. Becky. Oh. You, you can just replace her instantly or not. Who cares? 
Yeah. Oh, as yeah. long as you got that John Stamos magic on there, who gives a shit? Right, yeah, because John Stamos is the reason you watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and um, um, uh, Cameron, uh, what's her name? Cam- Candace Cameron. Cameron Candace Cameron. Cameron, yeah, yeah. And Jody Sweeten. Jody Sweeten, yeah. I don't yeah. know about the girl who played Kimmy. I, uh, I don't know. I guess I heard I never about. liked Kimmy. Andrea something at Barbara, I always I think. liked Jody Sweeten. Uh, and I always like uh, Candace. She I was like. on drugs, too. At Jody one point. Sweet, yeah, yeah, Jody Sweeten was on drugs. Yeah, they she even, had to go to like, rehab and stuff, too. They even she? added that in the Full House thing. Yeah. Was it? Was yeah, when? yeah, the first season. They, they, they implied, they didn't say it, but they implied that she had some rough times. And that was to associate Jody Sweeten with the character. No, so I thought because she couldn't have like a baby, because she couldn't. No, that reproduce. came later. Oh, though. okay. But the reason that she kind of fell <clears throat> out with the family uh, because she she moved. I might have. I must have missed that because I've seen all. Season. I've seen all the Fuller houses. But Jody Sweeten. But John Stamos. He's, okay, he's well, the, sorry. John Stamos. We got off track. Bob Saget. Bob Saget's cool, but I mean John Stamos is magical. Look, yes. I mean, look at that guy. He's like 50-something years old, and he's magical. Yeah, I mean, also, look at his wife, Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, Rebecca Romaine. Is he yeah. still married to Rebecca? Is I he have still no married idea. to Rebecca Romaine Stamos? I don't remember. No, he's not still married. He's not still married to her? Okay, well, anyway. Well, he God, was I'm, at one we're point. We're sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> I, it happens. We go off the rails a lot. <laughs> on the crazy train. Go yeah. for hours going on here if we wanted to, but going off on different things here and there, but... Yeah. We do not edit this podcast. No. Like, oh, really? Yeah. No, we don't edit this. Like whatever, whatever we say, it goes in. This is live. <laughs> Unless, me. yeah, because we have we have had issues where we've had like dogs barking in the background. You can hear the neighbors sometimes. It happens. Yes, that's how our dogs we're, always. We're, we're, we're like, should we cut this? Nope. No. We should not. Just let it be all natural. Yeah, it's all yep. natural. Um, that's what that's she said. I'm a nude right now. No. <laughs> 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 that's a big N O. If you. Uh, <laughs> If you if you ever hear like a weird sound, that is the sound of balls just <laughs> against leather, just just getting stuck to leather. <laughs> it's like it would be like trying to drive like a like a car with leather seats while you're naked. Like your balls would just stick to everything. And you gotta be like in Jodor, get a spatula. Like the dog's balls are stuck to the <laughs> like, They get the spatula, get some warm water. Cause she was, she, she got some hedge clippers. No 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut his nuts off. That wasn't cool. That was that was pretty crazy. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so it says. Um, then there's the. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, did I? Oh, did I accidentally copy that another time? Oh yeah, I did actually. Okay, so I did actually end up copying that twice. Uh oh. Uh, it's happened before. Um, it's all good. We could just talk about. Different uh, things in the movie, then. <laughs> okay. Double trouble. Let me see. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Here we go. So th- this is the part that I can, I so can it took use. Forty days to film this whole movie. That's like, is that one of the shortest movies then? Like to film? Actually, like, no. No. It was like, a short. Robert Rodriguez is one of those guys that is kind of like famous for being like the person that has like the shortest shoots because I think he did. Oh, like, he was. Oh, okay. I think he did like what? What was it like? Once upon a time in Mexico in like nineteen days or something. Oh yeah, like he that. did it like in less than like three weeks. Yeah. As far as like the the like the main like the shooting the. the they must have not have made any mistakes then at Harley, I guess. Well, that's why they. 
cast people like Johnny Depp and Eva Mendes and stuff like that. That are like they can just go in. Very professional. Jump in, do it, and be done. Okay, I found uh, because I accidentally copied something twice. So I found okay. So this is the part. This is the part that I was meaning to say. Okay, so it says maybe I'm nitpicking here, but I cringed every time Cher. Seriously, who had named their kid that? Said Haitians. It's Haitians, you moron. <laughs> she was so annoying. By the time she was held up by the thief, I was rooting for him to shoot her. Oh, and goodness. and what is with the computer program that picks out her clothes? That's honestly, honestly, she can't get off her ass and go look in the closet. <laughs> exactly what kind of school allows you to walk through the door dressed like that anyway? Slut school? If any one of those girls stood on a street corner, they would definitely get picked up by cops, if not some horny guy. Uh, also, the hat that Dion wore at the beginning, what was that? A plant pot? If you if you want to watch a good team movie, then I suggest 16 Candles or Ferris, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Of course, if you're like my friend and you think that shopping, fashion, and popular people, uh, <laughs> vain brats, <coughs> are what make a good movie, then you might actually like Clueless. I, however, did not. You know what I hate? L.A. stupid... Uh, it's like, you know what I hate? L.A., stupid blonde bimbos, rich people, and humor that isn't funny no matter how hard it freaking tries. That and the criminal waste of half-decent actors is what was really an act of puerile pantomime that has no right to be recorded on celluloid. Somebody broke out the dictionary. I see that. I see the big <laughs> words. The big words. Pa- right. Pantomime, like celluloid, whatever. And... The hospital has the dictionary. Take this... The thesaurus, Michael. Right. This film throws all of those truly awful ingredients together in a steaming uh, cocktail of really, really bad stuff. It expects us to give empathy and sympathy to a stupid blonde biatch who thinks she is, like, really smart and falls in love with, uh, in the following order, a moron, a gay guy, and her stepbrother. But in this case, this is all outweighed by the love for herself. While nothing is graphic or done strongly, the morals and messages this film conveys are entirely too stupid to be believable. And I don't care if she changes her heart or becomes a better person or whatever. Only a simpleton would uh, live like Cher, much less like this film anyway. It belongs in the 1990s garbage bin. This film encourages blonde halfwits with walk-in wardrobes around the world to believe they have the power and right to do what they want and that they are superior. To countermand this, I recommend a mass culling of all things blonde and teeny boppy right now. Which basically means that somebody has a really severe thing against like blonde women in particular. But when it says like a mass culling, maybe someone. Did reverse Hitler write this? I don't well, she know. has such a thing bad about blondes. Maybe someone who's blonde haired, maybe she's brunette or something, did something to her. He probably Vince dated. Man would murder this guy. Right? Because Vince Is it a guy or a girl that wrote that, though? Uh, this was a guy that wrote this. This guy, oh. this guy would be murdered by Vince McMahon because he has an obsession with tiny blondes. Right. Uh, the I mean, Alexa I know they're Bliss, talking about like, the way they were dressing is like slutty, but, but they, I, I know in some pl- sometimes they had those little like short, short skirts on and stuff. Okay. But does wearing a short skirt automatically people. make you no, a slut? No, no, not really. Because some... Cher hasn't actually had sex and Dion has only done a little bit with Yeah, they even said Cher is saving herself. Yes. yes. Just and because she wants to wear a short skirt so it doesn't virgin. make her a slut. And Dion, yeah. they said she's kind of 
Yeah, I was like, like uh, they probably went to a couple of bases, but she hasn't had like full on sex. We know Ty yeah. isn't. We know Ty isn't. Yeah, she's but been she... with dudes. We we actually don't know that for sure, or if she's just kind of, you know. She's no, but fronting. she's. T- oh, you don't know if she's telling the truth. Then? You don't know if she's telling the truth. You think or she's fronting? Say the, say the stuff to be cool. You know, because well, because she's know, only fifteen in the movie, so she, I don't, I don't think. She's I thought they were seven, sixteen, seven. Yeah, in the movie, know. she says that she's, you know, that she's like she'll be sixteen. Oh yeah, that's like right. Because Cher has had her like, birthday oh, to I'm give like, her advice. My birthday is like a few months off of yours, so I'm the older one here. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's like, I, I don't think, I don't think even uh, Ty's telling the truth. I don't think she's. Had I mean, overall, it's just the movie's not like real life thing I think whatever. I trying to fit in and she's trying to say because she thinks Sharon Dion had sex. And so she's because, trying to do that to make herself seem yeah, cooler. Yeah, because I don't think she's actually had it because she's just trying to say like, She oh, just says that she has. You know, I, I'll be good with it as long as they're, you know, what's that crooked or something like that. And one well, the they... Scenes. But she's just trying to say that diner. because she doesn't know. Well, what... Because they, then they always say like, I guess that person gets blondes because they always say like, Blondes, you know, I had a blonde moment. So they're saying, like, blondes are dumb or something like that. Well, not all, no case? God. Hardly no. Hardly no case, whatever. But the, that's the thing. People just like, think that because of blondes. I don't know why. But the, the thing is, is that, like, the guy who wrote this... When he says that, he says, like, to countermand this, I, uh, what is it? I count, uh, to countermand this, I recommend a mass killing of all things blonde and teeny boppy. And a culling is basically like something you, akin to a genocide. A genocide. Yes. That's see, that, that that that's too deep and and dark. What that guy for like a teenage comedy movie about some teenage girls. You don't have in to get school. over the top dark. This is like, what happens when I go through these comments. Some of these people, people are like the teeny evil. bopper. They're going to make teeny bopper movies the and stuff. Only thing well, should, the only move thing, on from that. I mean, the only really. thing that should be called. Is the FBI should be aware of your IP address and they should call you. <laughs> yeah. Because you are someone that. That's like some deep and dark shit. That like he probably, was talking about. That I mean, damn. Probably is into Nazis. Using all these big words and 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 going off the so dark and dementia. No, I know. That happens a lot in our comments. We we, we <laughs> encourage. They might the want to try words. to sound all sophisticated a little bit. But some of do, them do we whatever. We do recognize people that try to use. But big that words. what you're saying about the jet? That's ridiculous. Over a, a teeny bop movie in the nineties. Like, I mean, that's like that's eliminate that's... all of the blonde bimbos in the world. So doing that eliminate what legally blonde movie and, and and what's another blonde movie? I don't even oh, know. Oh, you mean like uh, eliminate mean like girls? Reese Witherspoon and <laughs> fucking uh, Trish Stratus and right. uh, uh, that's enough. Fuck you. I'll go to war. Trish yeah, if you, if you try to take Trish, Trish Stratus away from Steve, he will fucking go to war. It'll be like somebody saying like we should get rid of all redheads. I understand high school. I will school. kill you! <laughs> I understand high schools that like that, like we were like all rich and famous and get to wear like shorts because we were uniforms and I went to high school. And so, you know, we don't have that lifestyle. That's because it's saying, because he say don't like rich, whatever bimbo. And I was yeah. like, it just, that was part of her persona. They were rich because her dad was a high successful lawyer. It even says how much he makes per hour in the movie. I forget to find $500 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's a ton of money. So the thing is, like, when I read something like that, I was like, okay, so if you look, it, it, no, nobody at this table is rich. None of us are rich. No. Steve, did you grow up with rich parents? No. Did I, I didn't grow up with rich parents. No. Daniela didn't grow no. up with rich parents. So 
the thing is, is that, like, Cher is not... It wasn't her choice to be, like, for, for her dad to, like, be, like, this very, you know, like, uh, lucrative lawyer that you has a lot of money. You have to work hard to be that kind of lucrative yeah. lawyer. Yeah, and the reason why he's okay with, with Cher, you know, like, going out and spending and stuff like that is because he has the money. They live very well. And what you see in the movie doesn't affect what he does. Yeah. He wants his daughter to be happy because he's had to he's raise had her by himself. He's the only child, and then he's yeah. trying to please her. And he, the parents can do that, please their own children if they even as they're older, eighteen. It don't matter. I know she doesn't have no job or nothing, but but she's sure. like sixteen. Have, yeah, she's in she's high still school. in high school, and, and she see, would be one of see, those kids that probably wouldn't have a job till she got out of college. And you see her dad busting his ass like to get that money because you see him always at the table like with the other lawyers working on a working case. on a case working all hard. night long, working hard for his daughter. And but everything. that's not her fault that her dad has that kind of money. The thing is, is that that was what she was born into. We didn't come from money. My parents had a decent amount of money because they worked their ass off. I had a job when I was 11, 12 years old. I had a job in 1995. I delivered newspapers. My I first one too. was when I was I had uh, a job 15, in 1996. 16. I, I picked, delivered newspapers. I, I, didn't do, I didn't do 11, 12 years old. Yeah, I was 11 yeah. years old. I had a I mountain bike and I had a bag full of newspapers. Daniela didn't do 11, 12 years I was 15, old. But, 16. but she is a first uh, generation of the uh, immigrant family. Yeah, they came from the other country. Yeah, because Daniela's parents are from Peru. Yeah, she's from Peru. She was a first generation immigrant uh, family, and I, you know, I had to pick peas on a farm to make whatever money I wanted to make. John delivered papers. Yeah, uh, for whatever Saying, he wanted like, to make. Everybody has what to go. I mean, uh, uh, how far they want to go up. in life, how far yeah. you want to go in life, and work your ass off to get like her dad did. That's a right. Because a lawyer's not just ooh, like let me just become a lawyer and it's gonna be so you know he no, worked to go hard through law for school, that. That's a lot law of years. School and everything, just like doctors, they're rich, but they got to go through med school. But that yeah. was the work ethic for our generation. What does the new generation have to do? Fucking work at Ollie's. Part-time? Like, what the fuck do you... What's wrong with Ollie's? Why you gotta mention Ollie's? I'm just saying. I mean, what, what's you mean the McDonald's? Struggle? Well, I, don't what, I mean, what's the struggle there? They need a struggle. Whether you work at McDonald's or a doctor, whatever, you're still having a job and you're and you're trying and you're maybe better... Uh, um, I'm down for anyone trying. For? I support anyone Better, tries. Better... Uh, your success, trying to success your stuff, because you can always go back to school whenever. I've seen adults in college with me, like adults like uh, 20 years older than me or whatever, go back yeah. to classes. Because they want to get into like a different career, yeah. and they're going back for a degree for I, something. So you can't shame the degree. rich. I know that, yeah, they you have it all, mostly, but yeah. rich people have their problems, too. I, I, I yes. agree with that. You cannot shame the rich, but you also can't listen to them most of the time, either, because... You know, it, it 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 is much different. Yeah. And I don't. And I know make... sometimes we get jealous. No, no. I mean, you, maybe you may. I mean, you may. I don't. I have two awesome kids. I have. I have a pretty decent life. Yeah. <laughs> a roof over her head. I mean, you got the necessities. He's sandbagging, but they're probably gonna kiss when this is over with. So. Yeah, but. You know, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's a coin flip. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pick heads. <laughs> uh, I'd take heads, too. Giggity. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I set myself up for that one. You did. You totally did. <laughs> but, but, what but what I'm saying here is uh, there, there's a lot more to, to people than 
then you realize, like, you know, like, whenever you want to say something like, if you're one of my friends and you say, okay, I want to support Trump or something like that. I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Why? Because I have uh, a wife that came from an immigrant family. You know, I, I have plenty of friends that could be affected by you. Tell me why. And... You know, I'll be okay with it. I just don't see any. Not any... saying because he's rich. No, that's, yeah, that's not a legitimate. Guy. Okay, so he's supposed to give tax breaks and he's supposed to do this. Give legitimate. And he reasons. hasn't done any of that. He's basically Reagan, as far as papers <laughs> concerned. And if you know anything about Reagan, Reagan was considered since Andrew Jackson the worst president of all time. Like those are literally the the two worst presidents of all time. It's Andrew Jackson and Reagan. And if you can tell me why you want to do something like that, then I'm okay with it. But if you can't tell me anything, then you don't know anything. And that's the same thing this Clueless is trying to tell you. Like, they're clueless, but eventually they figure it out. Right. Just because, like, Cher and Dion and, you know, well, Ty maybe doesn't have, like, a ton of money. No, but they Cher and Dion both have money because they have the fashion. They have the The big houses. They have the nice cars and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that kind of of thing. But it's like, the thing is, is that, like, they are not defined by their parents' wealth. They are defined by who they are as people. Right. So, Cher, even though though her dad basically lets her buy what she wants, she has her own car, she, you know, she has her own cell phone... Which a ninety five is like ridiculous. But I do like even she has her own car. He makes her like get out of it and like doesn't let her set foot in it till she gets she the to license. Because yeah. she has to have Josh there to, to help her. Like that. Yeah. So, th- the, but that's the thing is that like even though she comes from money and she is like on the outside, you would think that she's like the blonde bimbo, right? Because she misspells words. She comes across as kind of dumb on some things. She tries to use like her looks to get ahead in school, and so she looks like the stereotype. But then you look at the fact that she's worried about her dad's health and tries to have him eat yeah. better. She looks at Ty and she doesn't think like, "Oh, well, screw her. I don't want to help her." She's like, "No, like she could totally yeah, be cute if we help helped her." her. Yeah. And then she and then she tries to, even though it's done for selfish reasons, she does help out the Mr. Pismo, Hall and Miss Geist. And she does the Pismo Beach She disasters. does the, the beach thing where she's trying to get the all the, the canned goods the, and all the equipment and yeah, everything. Yeah, me and John too. agreed that the hardest thing about Brittany Murphy in the movie. Was that the first of the movie when they had to try to make her look unattractive? Right, and they barely succeeded in that. They put that baggy clothes on her. Yeah, yeah. she kind of dressed like a dude. The easiest part was making Brittany Murphy look sexy. Yeah, which is easy because she is sexy. Right. You know, she doesn't so make she's a, they made a little more girlified with them clothes that they picked right. out. And I everything. I was telling Steve earlier, I was like, I like her better when her hair is like curly. I yeah. think she looks better like that. Yeah. With the curly hair, yeah. Yeah, with the curly then her, like, her, her, her hair. blonde straight hair that she had later. It's kinda on. like Emma Stone with the red head compared but to But she Emma looked Stone good blonde, with the blonde hair too. She though, did yeah. too. But if I if I had to choose, it's Emma Stone with the red. Yeah. Because not a lot of chicks can pull off red hair. Where was she from, though? Because I, I know she had an accent in the movie, Brittany Murphy. We like, were trying like to figure Jersey that out because I thought she was from, like, New York. And then Steve was like, they don't really say it in the movie. So he's thinking, like, she's just supposed to be, like, from the because East Coast. Because she has that thick, like, Jersey, York She's supposed to be from something. the East Coast because Cher mentions early in the movie to Josh about 
how he can get East Coast girls easy. But over in California. But the East Coast girl comes over. She has to be from somewhere at the Northeast Coast, though. She has yeah. to be somewhere from like a Jersey or a New York or like Brooklyn, New Hampshire. Queens. Something, like, something yeah. like that. But they don't. They don't. They're not specific about that. They don't say yeah. where exactly she's from. Yeah. But if you you know had my my opinion, she's from Jersey. Jersey. In this movie. Yeah, I could see that because the way the way her accent is. I think the director would tell her, talk like you're from Jersey. Yeah. Because. Which is funny because she's actually from Atlanta. <laughs> she's from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, she's from Atlanta. She's not actually from New York, but she she does have an Italian name. But she's very, very good. Brittany Murphy is very, very I good. I liked her. I think she was my, yeah, like I said, she was my favorite. Because like an eight mile, mm-hmm. like she literally talks like she's from Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally in that whole movie, <clears throat> she talks like she's from Detroit, Michigan. And she's not. She's from Atlanta, Georgia. So, so yeah. She is but just, that's the thing about her being an actress is that she has that kind of depth. And I yeah. like the, the rolling with the homies you play with it. And they said rolling the part the where she got hit with the clog, that wasn't like a real, I think it was just like added kind of like thing and like throwing in there, like the clog thing. Right. Yeah. And Elton was nice with her at that point. I, guess, I don't know if because Cher kind of told him to She's just trying to be nice to her so to he get, can get to share. Get Cher. Yeah. That's and friends, what friends still, now, yeah, that, that happens. He's, to get he, to your friend. To me, he looks which like Which I hate a, people using each other. He looks like them. a yeah. douchebag version of Cillian Murphy. Right. Yeah, 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 he does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who? That's perfect. Pe- That's what he is. Him. He is a douchebag version of Cillian Murphy. He that is, is the perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I did not think of that. Because he reminded me of somebody and I could not think of it. It was Steve says Cillian Murphy. I'm like, yes, of course. But the, the, he looks I, like Cillian Murphy in the face. Yes. Without talent and without... <laughs> like, Without the acting chops, but like you were saying, he was using her to get to share. But in there earlier, like when she like sets up the teachers, like doesn't he like keep hugging on her and she's like smiling and liking all? I thought maybe they were flirting at one point. I, like, I, I think she just liked him as part of her social group, but she didn't she, really. She, she didn't want anything romantic to do with them. Uh, Cause she even she, says that she's not really into like high school guys. She wants to date a guy who's like in college, which is Josh, which yeah. is basically Josh. So even at the very at the very beginning, she kind of telegraphs that like somebody like Elton is not who she's going for. Everybody ultimately ends up with who she they're supposed to be with. She went for the goofy, uh, just all down, goofy down to earth. Couldn't dance, but whatever. He was still cool, yeah. and, they, and they and they talk like just just went with the flow, like their conversation. I mean, it's Paul fucking right. Because right. because and because like, that was like five years ago that you know that their parents are married, but they still pick up like I guess I don't know how they did before talk, but they picked up like everything comfortable with them because you know they were kind of I family mean, before. If you yeah. had a chance to be with Paul Rudd. Would you be with Paul yes. Rudd? Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Because he's, he's not Paul like Rudd the hottest thing ever, yes. but he is attractive. He's charming, too. Yeah. He's very kind, and he has this kind eyes. He's very nice. You know, he can be he can be somebody like Ant-Man, and he can be somebody like Josh. Yeah. Which I love be, the part. They're on the stairs, and she's and like... like, our idiot brother movie, he could be something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like that, that movie where he's like... He could be sentimental. Like, the part that they're talking about is like, he's... I'm not... Like, her dad's not the only one worried about him, and, and yeah. he's like, that's not true. And he goes, he's not. And then, like, you know, she's trying to send you with, like, right. she cares. And then that's when 
He's, I guess they're feeling that. That's that and then moment. That's right? kind of yeah. like when he like realizes that like she's she, liking him too. Yeah, like likes him too. Yeah, and then oh, he just that's... jumps in for the kiss, and then it's like everything kind of changes. But that's the thing that's that's kind of interesting about this is that like everybody kind of at the end ultimately ends up with who they're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. Ty's supposed to be with Travis because that's who Absolutely. she really connects with at the very beginning of the movie. That's she theater. ends up, Sharon's up with Josh and then Dion's with Murray. Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and then Mr. Hall ends up with Miss Geist. <laughs> and Mr. Course. Hall was based. I don't know if you had our actual Mr. Hall. You know the the uh, guy who was the principal. There's like uh, Mr. Hall, we have another one. The 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 black dude, the principal that comes out during the PE time. He said, Mr. We have another one. That dude's actually named. That's that's Mr. Hall. That's really? that's his real name. Mr. Uh, I don't know his first name, but that's his uh, whatever his first name is Hall. And he actually. Like retired for twenty eight years, uh, he taught something. I don't know what he taught from, but that was based off him. That was who the Mister Real Hall was. Oh, cool. okay. The, the cool. Bladu principal. So guy. Amy Heckerling actually based that Mister Hall, the teacher character, after that yeah. guy. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And she's that's actually awesome. in the movie too. The writer. What does she do? She's uh when the teachers are getting married, you know, she has two bridesmaids, or she has shares a bridesmaid, and that brunette bridesmaid that you see with the back turn, that's Amy Heckerling. Oh, <laughs> cool, and you can cool. see her in so the. So she the got catch- like a Peter Jackson cameo where you yeah, see her yeah, for like yeah, a, just a second. And she's Harry's also like, she's also uh, mouth tight when he's walking through. She's also in the bouquet yeah. toss, and you kind of see her a little bit because they show her. I was looking on YouTube. They show like her face a little bit in there. She's. On Cher's left side, an older lady with like curly brown hair kind of thing, and she's in that part little, but because she, so she cut herself, out, cut herself out a lot, but that's who she was. She's the bridesmaid, and I think her and the, uh, oh, what's the teacher's name? She hooks up getting married, Mrs. Uh, Guys. Yeah, I think there were actual friends in real life. I think I have to look that up again. Yeah, but I think that's why she she got. Include as the bridesmaid, like, but she cut most of that scene out. There must have been, like, extra she was gonna actually be seen, but she cut yeah. that out. But then she's in that as a bride, and then the part where they're throwing the bouquet, she's in that circle of people. Because the wedding too. is relatively brief at the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah. Those girls also go crazy for that damn bouquet because we girls will Sher- go crazy over a bouquet. Yes. And Sher- mine, you you know, it was, it was a little bit yeah. crazy. And what's you know what's funny yet. too is when Didn't when AJ catch it when Daniela threw no, the he bouquet. No, he cut the garter, oh, not the bouquet, yeah. babe. So yeah, that was the thing. Like when Steve and Daniela got married, Daniela threw the uh, threw the the garter belt. AJ. Like fucking Spider Man jumps yes. in front of everybody and catches the shit like one handed, like he's fucking Odell Beckham Jr. And we're like, what Nailed the it. fuck, AJ? It's like, why? But the bouquet, Perfect. when I caught Sonny, got it. And, you know, Brother's ex got all whatever, because talking about something, like, you know, because she was like. I don't know what to she was Because she was common law, Marion. So she was, that's a whole spin off about the bouquet. I was like, I was like Y'all need a five bouquet. Whoever catches it, I welcome all people. I don't care to right. catch a bouquet like in my wedding. And you don't need a fight over. I mean, really, it's it's a thing of flowers. Right. I mean, say something <clears throat> very uh, nice and clueless like into the mic, Spanish wise. What am I saying? Whatever you want to <laughs> say, something sweet Spanish in Spanish. Oh, oh. For what? for anybody who might be listening, that you know, speak Spanish or primarily oh, Spanish. Have, uh, hola amigos, cómo están? Soy Daniela. Uh, mi primer vez aquí en el podcast. Ojalá 
están uh, gustando uh, primera vez aquí. Um, oh, Lord. Um, y o, ojalá, saludos a todos de, de uh, países hispanos que están escuchando. Gracias. Uh, say something um, to your Aunt Gladys. Say uh, something sweet, because I know that she's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hola, tía. Gladys, ojalá todo. Yo escuché que tu último día de quimo y estás posando por radiación y... Y me gustan tus fotos, siempre eres guapa en todas tus fotos y gracias por mandarme siempre besos y abrazos mucho y ojalá todo te está haciendo muy bien. Love you, Aunt Gladys. Yes. And this has been uh, Beyond the Hate. Beyond yeah. the Hate and our episode of Clueless. Listen to us on uh, Spotify, Spotify, Anchor, Anchor iTunes. Thank y'all for having me the first time here on your <laughs> podcast show. I enjoy well, talking about Well, because we've been Clueless. trying to figure out, like, at what point could we get Danielle on the show? And then Steve was like, I know one movie she could talk about, and that's Clueless. And so when we were talking about doing kind of like a 90s month, we're going to be covering 90s movies. He was like, okay, we could actually, if, if she's willing to do it, we could do Clueless this month because it's a 90s movie. Yeah, so this is uh, pretty good. Just like when we did Final Fantasy VII and we got AJ because he's our RPG expert. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to get certain people that we know can Anime add something expert. to the show. That Because there's some, some of that stuff I didn't know about. Uh, a lot of the stuff I didn't know because I do just the comments, but I actually learned a bit more about this movie than I ever thought I would. So that's pretty yeah. cool. So, uh, just in case, if you were clueless, now you're not. <laughs> now you're not. And thank you, everybody. Thank and, you. Uh, listen to us on any uh, podcast platform that you can think of, and because um, now technically Spotify is they're like our new dad because. We post everything through Anchor. Anchor is owned by Spotify now. Spotify is technically our new dad. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Thank you, Podcast Daddy. <laughs> oh, y'all have a new. Please daddy. send us some of that we sweet, sweet Spotify daddy. money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you and uh, good night. Is that is that is that? Gracias y muy buenas noches. I was gonna say, is that uh? Peace. Yeah, okay. <laughs>